You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. We're working for you around the clock to keep you informed. We are Acadiana's home for news and talk. KPEL-FM Brokerage, Lafayette. Police violence and violence towards police. I'm Chris Foster of Fox News. Members of Congress hear from family members affected by both as they consider police reform legislation. Felonese Floyd often teared up, describing the last moments of his brother, George Floyd. When you watch your big brother, who you looked up to for your whole life, die, die begging for his mom. Floyd told the House Judiciary Committee to stop the pain as lawmakers consider police accountability legislation. Angela Underwood-Jacobs described her pain, too. Her brother was a federal officer shot and killed guarding a courthouse in Oakland, California, during protests that followed Floyd's death. It is a ridiculous solution to proclaim that defunding police departments is a solution to police brutality and discrimination. The committee could advance a police reform bill next week. Jared Halpern, Fox News. One of the four now former Minneapolis police officers there when George Floyd died is free on bail. Online records show Thomas Lane was released from jail with conditions Wednesday afternoon after posting bail of $750,000. Lane and two other officers are charged with aiding and abetting second-degree murder and manslaughter for Floyd's death. Lane held Floyd down while Officer Derek Chauvin pressed his knee into Floyd's neck for several minutes as he struggled to breathe. The criminal complaint says Lane expressed concern about Floyd and asked twice if they should roll him on his side, but Chauvin said no. Lane's attorney Earl Gray at a hearing argued his client was only following Chauvin's orders and no rookie would dare challenge a senior officer. Fox's Steve Rappaport. A statue of the Confederate President Jefferson Davis is torn down by protesters in Richmond, Virginia. Another Confederate monument is partially torn apart in Portsmouth, Virginia. That stopped when one of the protesters was hurt when a statue came down. President Trump today in Dallas, Texas, meets with pastors, law enforcement officials, and small business owners. And then he has his first in-person fundraiser since coronavirus restrictions started. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently. And other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Police in Seattle are making plans to reopen a precinct boarded up during police violence protests. Officers have been letting protesters have the area mostly to themselves. President Trump tweets to Washington's governor and Seattle's mayor, take back your city now. If you don't do it, I will. This is not a game. Governor Jay Inslee responds, a man who is totally incapable of governing should stay out of Washington state's business. Amazon suspends police force use of its facial recognition technology. Amazon joins a growing chorus of voices calling for greater regulation of facial recognition technology amid concerns of racial bias. 
The company says it's halting police use of its software version and posted online yesterday that it hopes this one-year moratorium might give Congress enough time to implement appropriate rules and that it stands ready to help if requested. Studies show most facial technology algorithms are more prone to misidentify the faces of African Americans and other minorities. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. Major League Baseball holds a shorter-than-usual draft remotely because of the coronavirus outbreak. With the first pick of the 2020 MLB draft, the Detroit Tigers select Spencer Torkelson, a third baseman from Arizona State University. MLB Commissioner Rob Manford delivering the announcement on ESPN as Spencer Torkelson becomes the first-ever first baseman to go with the first overall pick in the MLB draft. The Arizona State infielder scooped up by the Detroit Tigers Wednesday in the first round of the league's remotely-run draft. Baltimore Orioles would take Arkansas outfitter Heston Yersted, Minnesota pitcher Max Meyer, taken third by the Miami Marlins. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. The number of confirmed coronavirus cases in the U.S. has now passed 2 million, according to Johns Hopkins University, with hospitalizations up in nearly a dozen states since Memorial Day. More than 113,000 infected people have died in the U.S. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Right now, 65 degrees here at the Cape Hill Studios. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. Lafayette police say that a person is dead after being struck by a vehicle waiting to cross the Evangeline Thruway on Wednesday. The victim was waiting in the median to cross over the southbound lanes at the intersection of the Thruway and Chalmette when, for unknown reasons, the driver went off of the roadway and hit the victim. The driver suffered injuries, taken to the hospital, the victim dying at the scene. The investigation continues. A Lafayette man, 24-year-old Jared Tyler Olivier, has been sentenced to 80 months in federal prison, followed by 10 years of probation. It's all on one count of transportation of child pornography. Lafayette General is conducting community COVID-19 testing in St. Martin and St. Mary parishes throughout this month. Lasting through June the 17th, LGH officials will be conducting drive-through testing at the Arnoville Civic Center, which is at 271 Guidro Street in Arnoville. It'll be from 8 to 4 each day through the 17th. Testing is open to Louisiana residents of all ages, even those who may be asymptomatic. State health officials say they are concerned about rising COVID numbers in Lake Charles, Alexandria, and in the Monroe area. Assistant Health Secretary Alex Biu says while the state as a whole is seeing consistently declining numbers of COVID hospitalizations, those areas have seen a steady uptick. That being said, those numbers have never been so alarmingly large that we were concerned about hospital capacity because that region has done a great job of managing their capacity. NBU says they track real COVID transmission growth by hospitalizations and not raw cases because case numbers can be influenced by increased testing. BU believes a substantial portion of the increases may be coming from nursing homes in those regions. Averaging somewhere between 40 to 60 percent, depending on which hospital you're, you're talking about in these areas, could be coming from those congregate settings. And those settings aside, BU says there is still evidence that a worrying level of community spread is happening in those three regions, and it's backed up by data from their contact tracing program. Which involve people coming together often, whether it's living in close proximity, perhaps in a, a trailer park, or 
coming together for, for card games. Now, in the Lake Charles region, BU notes the number of new COVID hospitalizations in many hospitals has jumped from just a few to roughly two new cases as of, excuse me, 20 new cases as of last week. A Greater New Orleans Foundation study indicates nearly three quarters of nonprofits throughout southwest Louisiana have suffered a financial impact from the COVID-19 pandemic. GNOF CEO Andy Copland says most nonprofits have been hurt financially by canceled fundraisers and fee-for-service programs. If they can't run those because of shelter-in-place orders, then those revenues are canceled as well. So nonprofits that are really the backbone of our communities are facing some pretty extraordinary financial challenges. With a 20% unemployment rate, Copland says organizations such as food banks are seeing an increased demand, but fewer dollars to carry on operations, adding to the financial pressures. Folks have fewer dollars available to themselves because their business might have been shut down or they might have lost their job or had a family member lose their job. Now, about 23% of those organizations have indicated interest in potentially merging or partnering with other nonprofits, which Copland says is a testament to how concerned they are with the financial impacts of everything going on. It's also for us an opportunity to really save really quality programs, maintain high quality staff members. The Louisiana House has approved a $34 billion spending plan for the fiscal year that begins July 1st. The current budget is $30 billion. Representative Lance Harris says the increase is due to an influx of federal coronavirus relief dollars. So he cautions lawmakers to make sure that they understand the state is not going to have a bunch of money to spend next year. We as a body need to get ready for next year. By passing this budget, we're taking one-time money and we're spending it on reoccurring expenses. And Harris says 13 months from now, if current spending levels hold, the state will face a $731 million deficit. The extra federal dollars means the state doesn't have to make any deep cuts, but Erath Representative Blake Miguez is still concerned that cuts will be needed even just a few months from now. So you're saying that if our economic recovery is slowed, then we could see ourselves in a potential situation where we'd have a mid-year shortfall? Now, the budget was stitched together with federal funds, so if the state were to see a mid-year revenue shortfall, could that be remedied with another round of help from Washington, D.C.? House Appropriations Chairman Jerome Zett. Our delegation has indicated that there is the potential for that, but in looking at some of the discussions that are coming down, it may, will be very unlikely. Now, Zarang says it's likely the state will need another special session in the fall because of revenue unpredictability. For now, the budget heads to the Senate for more debate. LSU expects all of its football players to be eligible to vote by tomorrow. Kevin Barnhart has our story. They want to vote. They won't change. They don't like what they're seeing on TV. LSU Executive Deputy Athletic Director Virg Osbury says what has happened across the country in recent weeks has inspired the athletes to be more involved in the voting process. Student athletes from any sport can schedule a time to stop by the football office to complete the registration. You know, you're not only just an athlete. You have to get involved with your communities and your, and your state and wherever you live nationally to make changes. And that's why we're incorporating them and giving them the power and helping them with this registration. I'm Kevin Barnhart. It's coming up now on 611. Plenty of sunshine out there today. Beautiful weather. In fact, the next really several days actually looking 
like they're going to be quite quiet. We've got a lot of sunshine coming up. Temperatures are going to be a little more reasonable as well. Not quite as hot as it's been over the last couple of days. We hit up around 86 degrees for your high with winds from the north at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. No heat index that we're going to have to worry about today. And then those lows going to be dropping down to around 65 degrees. Similar forecast coming up again for tomorrow. Very few changes heading into the weekend. Temperatures will bump up just a little bit. We'll be back in the 90s by the end of the weekend and then back to hot, humid, daily rain type weather by the time we get into early next week. So enjoy this little cool down, I guess, over the next several days. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. And right now, 65 degrees here at the KPL Studios. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. Double checking what's happening in our traffic at this hour. We're getting the all clear. No crashes, no breakdowns to report to you. Please just make sure that you're buckling up and that you're keeping it safe out there. This hour of Acadiana's Morning News is brought to you by Ladder & Bloom, Louisiana's leading commercial real estate brokerage company. For more, call Ladder & Bloom in Lafayette at 233-9541. <laughs> I mean, tell me that does not get you in a happy mood. Let's hear a little. Let's. Okay. Well, it's oh, about to run out. Ah, well. Sorry. <laughs> Everybody's sorry. always coming in to ruin my fun. But welcome <laughs> into Acadiana's Morning News. It is Thursday, and that means Lafayette Live with me, our President Josh Guillory. Uh, coming up in just about an hour. Remember, we take your phone calls, your questions, your comments, etc., and um, all that and more mm. coming up for you right here. Rob and Bernie here with you, and we are prepping. Uh, Burn. I have all the stuff yes. in my car. Okay. Guess what I even have? And what? Co- you know, COVID you made me forget. Okay, but? I have coffee mugs with our faces on them. What? So I'm going to bring a lot of them. Okay. To the Handy Stop Marketing tomorrow? Cafe tomorrow morning. Okay. So people can drink their coffee out of it. They can come uh, say hi. I love it. Now, here's what. Here's the payment. Okay, because I, I can't really sell them, okay? Right, can't okay, really do sure. that. The payment is that you have to, you got to take a picture with me and Miss Byrne. Okay. You know, okay. we want to take okay. a little picture. Yeah. And, and we, if we, we break you your that. camera on your yes. phone, we're sorry. Now, the lawyers yeah. tell me I have to say this. Okay. While supplies last. Right. There's no guarantee. Right. So get there early. early. We're going to be there 6 to 9, downtown Lafayette, right there on Jefferson Street. I believe it's 444 four, four, Jefferson is. Street. You sound like your little girl. <laughs> That's how she, oh. Well, four, it's because. 444. Four. George. Yeah. See, okay. the problem is. You know what? Now that you're saying that, I've been wondering, maybe we are we reaching the time that we need to start talking about like speech therapy and that sort of thing? Uh, but now that you're saying it, yeah, okay. she just speaks with a British accent a little bit. And okay. it's probably from Peppa Pig. I, I think it is from Peppa Pig because yeah. I run around doing it too. George, George. George. I like the way she says George. <laughs> and this is my little brother, George. Yes. I don't know. It just... You know what I love about that show? Makes me giggly. Then we got to move on. But what I love about that show is that they use like actual traits. You know, Peppa is a pig, clearly. And so like her teacher, I think, is an anteater. Oh. You know, and so they use like actual things about them, like whether they're (laughs) shy or they're timid or they're, you know, out and proud. You know, Uh that whole deal. So. Kids and shows, adorable. Yes. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say that sometimes we might leave it on that show. I know. You, a little dogs. while ago, you said something about the dogs watching it. I'm okay. like, uh, I sounds know you like think you I'm like crazy. watching it. 
I know you think I'm crazy. My dog Marley likes two shows. Yes. Law and Order SVU, Peppa Pig. Really? So I'm a Riska Hargate fan. Wow. She uh she watches, you know, Law and Order Special Victims Unit with me. Yes. And I watch Peppa Pig. But with does her. she watch like the rest of us? <laughs> like you could have totally gotten away with it if you would have just done this. Right. You know? right. Hey, um, so a couple of days ago we had the news about cops. Okay. Yeah. Cops that had been on forever. It was like a uh, whenever Fox first came out as a cable channel, yeah. you know, as the, as kind of the fourth major network, cops had had been there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, it eventually ended up being produced by Paramount TV, which is the previous GQ TV, anyway. Right. Um, and then, you know, we had Live PD come up, and right. it, they were in Lafayette. Remember Lafayette Police, naked gotcha. guy running around, kicking, you know, drop yes. kicking the or the police officer kicking the guy, right? And anyway. That whole deal. So two days ago, given everything going on in our country, cops was canceled. And, you know, and there was a part of me that said, I, I liked cops, but I understand why. Because, you know, cops just really showed the best calls. Okay, so you only saw the like, craziest situations. Right. You know, obviously, okay. because you go out for like a week and then you have to edit down kind of the good calls. Girls, yeah. Um, the Stuff thing I love people's attention. Yes. Yeah. Um, the thing I loved in comparison with live PD yeah. was that, you know what? Live PD showed you that sometimes you were called to something that didn't appear to be, or it, it wasn't what it appeared to, to be. be. So someone yeah. called in and said, Oh my God, this is going on. And, and but then, then thankfully it wasn't. And they get there. It's not that it's just a misunderstanding. And right. I think that. Uh, law enforcement officers would tell you that is the majority of the situation. Of the stuff you know, that it's, happens. it's yeah. not a it's not a TV show. However, last night A and E canceled Live PD. Oh, so wow. it's gone too. And that was a hugely popular show. It was. And um, Dan Abrams, he you know he's the host of Live right. PD, but he had several other things as far as court dramas and stuff. He's an attorney himself who also has been a legal contributor forever on TV. Right. And so you know he kind of brought this thing back they had some live court like yeah live yeah. courtroom cases recently yeah. um so obviously though with everything going on back and forth involving the law enforcement profession i i'm guessing these production companies thought you know what we don't want to bring light to anything especially why this is really being worked out as we are right talking you know so live pd is gone as well so anyway um you know just kind of another Another thing, and, you know, you start to sit back, and I was reading through some of the comments last night, and some people said, you know, well, but what about the good police officers that were shown, you know? Yeah. And I think that that is going to be the really hard part, you know, going through this stage in our history as a nation that we're going to have to. You know, we're having the conversations about Confederate monuments again. Mm-hmm. We had yesterday NASCAR banning the display of the Confederate flag at any of their events, and if you've ever been to a NASCAR race, that's something that you see very commonly. Look at the geography for where most of the tracks are. Um, and, and that's going to be a big thing. You also have the you know, the move the military is thinking about making uh, and talking about some of these, the names of, you know, I, I think, isn't Fort, Bo- Fort Beauregard? Or, yes, uh, that's one of them. Discussion about that, yeah. So um, anyway... It's really interesting. I was reading a little bit about the history of how those names even came to be. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of people assume because of the names that that was when they were given those names, like during the Civil War. You know, that's when we they decided this was going to be the name. And it turns out 
It was not that. It was actually much further into, you know, around World War One, World War Two, and leading uh-huh. up to Vietnam, where these installations had to grow. The directive was to pick the name of a military figure that was acceptable for that area. Right. That's why okay. these names that you're seeing they're changing are in southern states. You know, that's why they are where they are. They're not in other places. So, you know, it's one of those things. I think we have to kind of look at ourselves sometimes and say, hold up. Are we, are, are we by eliminating some of these names, forgetting the past? Does it, you know, the argument has been made if we don't have it, it's going to repeat. If we don't teach people about it, it could happen again. And, I mean, we're going to be having that conversation, I think, again, especially during this time. You mm-hmm. know, people are really divided on this. So, anyway, we have those stories for you up at kpal965.com. Uh, coming up on the show, we're going to talk to Bob Carricker. Oh, boy. Do we have another guest this hour? We do not. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Bob Carricker, he's coming up at 640. And then uh, we have Bernie's News. We're going to get into a little topic train. Right. All that and more. You know, you wake up with us. We're just like your Wheaties. Bland sometimes, uh huh. But if you accidentally put black pepper in it instead of the cinnamon, mm, it's a surprise. Okay. That's our show. Okay, you well, know? that's kind of interesting. I mean, every every time someone nominates yeah. us for some big old flashy fancy award, uh huh. Uh-huh. I just say, listen, there's not much to it. Robin Byrne, we right, just come yeah, together. We, just we drink we Mountain Dew in the morning. Well, I do. You don't. Yeah. We drink Mountain Dew. We take our blood pressure Is pill that with part it. Part of the yeah. Okay, now I am starting to fully understand the entire concept mm-hmm. of what happens in the morning sometimes okay and that's a that's a diet now this beverage. is a di- okay now this is a diet mountain dew okay so, so okay a so, real mountain dew it'd have me vibrating i was gonna say i'd be like jamie bajeron on this side of the but console y- y- you already are kind of wild in the morning though well, can you, you explain do. that I mean, there's still a lot of caffeine in that thing. Truthfully, right? um, it's summertime. My kids swim every afternoon. Okay. And so that wears all of us out equally. Yeah. So I've been going to bed lately around 7.40. Right, because you're so exhausted. So guess that's what? Good. Alarm goes off at 4.15. Yeah. Ding. Uh-huh. Hooray for Hollywood. <laughs> you know, like... I- do you jump out of bed that happy? My I just goodness. Gotta, just got to jump out the bed. I mean, that's over well, eight hours hey, of sleep. I don't get good. that during the school year. No, it's true. Because, I mean, they're, I they're up that. and I have things to do and everything else. No, burn. We okay. swim. I wear them out. Now, I feed them at the pool. I was really uh, thinking to myself, you never even woke up until five o'clock. No. I've always thought that. 4.15. It takes a so, lot of time to look this good. Oh, Okay. <laughs> there are showers that happen. Right. Well, there's one shower. Are you putting product in your hair or there's something? Pro- What's the deal? See, th- lately, yeah, it's like the problem with the steamed up glasses that okay. I'm happy I don't have. Right. Thank you okay. to Our Lady of Laje. Yeah. Um. Oh my, Our Lady of Laje, you are hilarious. I don't have that problem, but mm-hmm. I find if I do my hair in the morning, uh huh. By the time I go through the day, yeah. to what I really need to look good for. No offense. Okay. All right. It's all melted out. So I've moved that portion uh, to my office here. Uh-huh. So I have a 10 o'clock meeting this morning. So I'm going to leave out of here at 9. Uh-huh. Then I'm going to go get my hair looking right. Okay. Because it's kind of... Yeah. It's a... Uh, well, so wait, really? It's you, of, have you really thought all this time? I, I get up at 5 o'clock and I, and I rush in? Yes. Just that's because what that's what time thought. I get there. Yeah, but... It's definitely between 4 and 4.15. This morning, it was 4.13 because I woke up before my alarm. Okay, well, I'm proud of you. So I, I get up, I digest a bunch of 
news and uh-huh. read a bunch of stuff. I, I subscribe to all those newsletters. I'm such a sucker. Yeah, I subscribe no, to like too. 84 newsletters. So I start reading through. I have to super fast read. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's this one called The Hustle, which uh-huh. I really like, which is kind of business focused. Yeah. But not like old school business, like stock market and that sort of, you okay. know, IPOs and that yeah. sort of thing. Just like, hey, did you realize the person who invented this was also the person that did this kind did of this. trash can liner? And okay. I love that kind of stuff. That is maybe different. I'll sh- maybe I'll share one with you coming up. Okay, I'm a little frightened now. I'm not going to lie, because I don't really want to know all that much about trash can liners, but it'll be an that adventure. That was just an example. Okay. I, d- I didn't look at it yet today, okay. but we will. We'll read it cold. How about that? Okay, that all sounds right. good. 626 I'm, now. I'm excited. This sounds like it's going to be very interesting. I think so. I think people who are listening right now are probably on pins and needles to find out this truly exciting story. Here it is. It's okay. called The Skim. Okay. Okay. Quote of the day. Yes. Oh, there's nothing there. Uh Uh-oh, they forgot to put the quote of the day? Gross. Well, they're not really Oh, this is about the Federal Reserve. Yesterday, it voted to keep interest rates near zero, suggesting they'll stay that way through at least 2022. It also plans to keep buying bonds as part of its effort to prop up the economy amid the pandemic. Right. And then, see, this is the kind of stuff I like. This speaks to me. Mm -hmm. Then there's a line in parentheses. Psst. Uh A bond is a loan to a government or business that gets paid back with interest. You know, it just kind of fills you uh-huh, in. Uh-huh. By the way, we surpassed 2 million cases of COVID-19. All 50 states have reopened. At least 19 have reported an increase in the number of infections. Yeah. Also another, pst, here's what low federal funds mean for you and your big money goals. Oh. Because, you know, the low interest rate means also less return on your money. So Right. Anyway. But does it mean you can refinance the house? Yes, it sh- sure does. So. Sure does. You know, for some people, I've heard a lot of people talk about it lately. Well, you, you know, know what? To try to figure out. And typically the financial experts are Chad Romero. Other people we've talked to over the years say if it's not a reduction of a point, then then it's not worth your trouble. Well, and also it's your trouble. And mm. a lot of times there are fees involved. Some of the lenders, you have right. closing costs. I mean, that yeah. whole that whole song and dance. Right. All right. 627 okay. now at Newstock 96.5 KPL. The Bernadette Lee has your headlines coming up next on Acadiana's Morning News. Okay. This is the place where all opinions are welcome. Every color gets through, and people on all sides of the issue can hash it out. And if you don't think you have a voice, you're wrong. It can be heard now by calling 232-1542. That's 232-1542. Louisiana Association of Broadcasters Prestige Award winner because... Of you. Thanks for listening to News Talk 96.5, Cave Hill. It's the bottom of the hour. Now, the top stories from CapeHill96.5.com. Cape Hill News Time is coming up now on 631. Right now, 65 degrees here at Cape Hill. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. Well, a 24-year-old Lafayette man, Jared Tyler Olivier, has been sentenced to eight months in federal prison, followed by 10 years of probation. It's on one count of transportation of child pornography. Now, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office, Olivier admitting to using a Tumblr account to upload a file containing an image of a prepubescent male engaging in a sex act and viewing the images and video of child pornography on that account. Investigators say they also found about 39 different videos of prepubescent and postpubescent males engaged in sex acts. 
Lafayette police say a person is dead after being struck by a vehicle while waiting to cross the Evangeline Three-Way Wednesday. The victim waiting in the meeting, a median, excuse me, to cross over the southbound lanes of the Three-Way at Chalmette when for unknown reasons the driver went off of the roadway and struck and killed the victim. Well, state health officials say that the state is seeing declining COVID-19 hospitalization numbers, but... Health officials are concerned about rising numbers in Lake Charles, Monroe, and Alexandria. Assistant Health Secretary Alex Biu says those hospitalization numbers suggest there's a consistent and growing amount of community spread. To get admitted, it's not just a matter of having a COVID diagnosis. You have to be deemed by a medical professional ill enough to warrant to be admitted to the hospital. So it really does serve as a somewhat objective measure. And they're finding a number of these new cases are linked to social gatherings. And so what we can see now through contact tracing are clusters that are developing. But notes at this rate, there is not a threat to healthcare capacity in those regions. I'm Matt Doyle. So a study shows that the COVID-19 pandemic has put a lot of pressure on groups all across the state and including in New Orleans, where three quarters of the nonprofits in the southeast Louisiana region are really struggling. The Greater New Orleans Foundation conducted the research and CEO Andy Complin says the high unemployment rate has put a strain on organizations from both ends. We're delivering more and more food these days through the, the food banks and the food pantries than ever before. And yet, with families out of work, there are fewer resources for donors to help. Now, some organizations are entertaining the idea of mergers to streamline operations. About 23% of them indicated an interest in potentially merging or partnering with other organizations. I'm Kevin Bornhart. The Louisiana House has approved a $34 billion spending plan for the next fiscal year that starts July 1st. The current budget, $30 billion. Representative Lance Harris says that the increase is due to an influx of federal coronavirus relief dollars. So he cautions lawmakers that the state is not going to have this much money at the same time next year. We as a body need to get ready for next year. By passing this budget, we're taking one-time money and we're spending it on reoccurring expenses. Well, Harris says 13 months from now, if the current spending level holds, the state would face a $731 million deficit. The extra federal money means the state doesn't have to make any deep cuts. But ERAF Representative Blake Miguez pointing out that he's still concerned cuts are going to be needed just a few months from now. So you're saying that if our economic recovery is slowed, then we could see ourselves in a potential situation where we'd have a mid-year shortfall? The budget was stitched together with federal funds. And so if the state were to see a mid-year revenue shortfall, could that be remedied by another round of help from Washington, D.C.? Well, here's House Appropriations Chairman Jerome Zhang. Our delegation has indicated that there is the potential for that, but in looking at some of the discussions that are coming down, it may, will be very unlikely. Now, Zerang says it's like the, the state is going to need another special session in the fall because of revenue unpredictability. And for now, the budget heads to the Senate for debate. LSU is expecting all of its football players are going to be eligible to vote by tomorrow. They want to vote. They won't change. They don't like what they're seeing on TV. LSU Executive Deputy Athletic Director Virge Osbury says what has happened across the country in recent weeks has inspired the athletes to be more involved in the voting process. Student athletes from any sport can schedule a time to stop by the football office to complete the registration. You know, you're not only just an athlete. You have to get involved with your communities and your, and your state and wherever you live nationally to make changes. And and that's why we're incorporating them and giving them the power and helping them with this registration. I'm Kevin Barnhart. 
It's coming up now on 636 here at KPL. Plenty of sunshine out there today. Beautiful weather. In fact, the next really several days actually looking like they're going to be quite quiet. We've got a lot of sunshine coming up. Temperatures are going to be a little more reasonable as well. Not quite as hot as it's been over the last couple of days. We hit up around 86 degrees for your high with winds from the north at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. No heat index that we're going to have to worry about today. And then those lows going to be dropping down to around 65 degrees. Similar forecast coming up again for tomorrow. Very few changes heading into the weekend. Temperatures will bump up just a little bit. We'll be back in the 90s by the end of the weekend and then back to hot, humid, daily rain type weather by the time we get into early next week. So enjoy this little cool down, I guess, over the next several days. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. So right now, 65 degrees here at the KPL Studios, our weather update brought to you by Broussard Poche, certified public accountants. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. We have a report of a stalled vehicle in Karen Crow. It's on North University between West Gloria Switch and Elaine Drive. Again, it's a stalled vehicle on North University between West Gloria Switch and Elaine Drive. Just make sure that you're buckling up and keeping it safe out there today. Summer Bob is in the parking lot, and I'm standing Ooh. up just so you can see me dancing. Good morning to you, Bob Carriker. Yeah. What's up? Can you, can you, <laughs> I can't see you dancing. You guys have mirrored. Uh, oh, you're right. Mirrored windows there. Oh, because yes. he was, he was, he you was. Just, uh, that was some good moves. Just, he, <laughs> this is terrible, Rob teasing me with his dancing. <laughs> well, I mean, the problem was a few years back, the TSA came in here and said, as long as you're going to continue to employ Moon Griffon, you have to have protective glass outside. Ah, okay. So anyway, trust me, it's not to protect me and burn. Uh, so uh, what's Summer Bob up to today? Well, I'm getting ready, actually making plans to become Summer Bob at its very best, which is in the car driving for 13 to 16 hours a day headed towards Montana. Okay, Whoa. I was going to ask because I know you guys love to do the Montana thing and y'all like to take a step back into the you know 19th century and have no power, right. no anything. <laughs> no bathing. Right. Remember when what? he first started <laughs> and he actually cared about our show and he yeah. drove like 20 miles just right. to call us? Yeah. I, I bet that's not going to happen this year, Bob, right? Like, mm. It is. It will. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. cool. <laughs> so you go to Montana. It's beautiful. Um, you're socially distant for sure. I mean, just right. given where that's, you're going, there are plenty, the plenty right. acres. And um and what you just you just relax y'all just veg out y'all just all s'mores all day long you know I don't know if it's relaxing or not there's a lot of fighting that goes on that you know smell <laughs> and people people's tensions are fairly high but <laughs> but the air is fresh and it's cool yeah um, and there are there are there are rivers of of clean flowing water and so you know you take the you take the good with the bad, That's... and ultimately, I think it's a good place for us all to be. Look, the I have to tell life. you, those things—the the, the clean water—you know—because we here we have we have you know laundry baskets and everything else flowing in our rivers and stuff, and all sorts of things people throw in. <laughs> then you right. 
You know what? I said laundry baskets. I was being nice. What I meant was grocery baskets. But anyway. Right, right, right. Um, it's weird. Not cows. <laughs> cars. There have been, what, 40 cars pulled from yeah, there? Crazy. Uh, but you go up, you know, go to, go to some of these areas. I always appreciate, like, a clean little stream that you can drink out of. And you can, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, oh, it's perfect. It's like the most filtered water you could ever have. Yeah. Uh, okay, Rob, so at some point we need to do a section on uh, Western mining and the arsenic and the Ooh, mercury great. that's in that water. Ooh. Okay, thanks, Bob, for ruining everything. You ruined him. Yeah, he's he's going to cry. <laughs> so clean is a relative term. Well, that's what I, I mean. When I say clean, I mean not muddy. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But, okay. Uh, yeah, there there are chemicals in there that you should not be taking directly into your body. Well, mm-hmm. Bob, tell me that after I get back from my trip to Montana, because I was just hoping to <laughs> drink it, bathe in it, everything else. Yeah. You sh- well, you know what? Actually, forget what I just said. You should totally do that. <laughs> that sounds like someone who wants a permanent spot on this show every day, trying to kill me off. All right, Bob. So, what are we talking about today in history? All right, so this is, uh, I'm going out on a limb. This is kind of a complicated subject for one man to be doing in his car alone. Okay. Um, but, Strange, so I but okay. Need, I might need some help, but here, all right, so it's, it's, this is the moment um, in 1898 when the Philippines declare their independence. So, so this is a good thing. I mean, we, we look at nations and people claiming their independence and, you know, ruling their own, choosing their own destiny. Um, as a good thing. And so this happens in 1898. But of course, it's a little bit more complicated than that, and it becomes a little bit more complicated than that. So I like to do this whole section in my class, and I'm going to do it here for you in about five minutes, right? Okay. And it's this. So how does how do the Philippines come to declare their independence in 1898, in June of 1898? So the United States goes to war against Spain, over Spain's oppression of the Cuban people. Okay. So Spain Spain had been this very successful imperial power, and an imperial power meaning as a government entity, they went out and they took over other lands and they took over other people and they used those for their own benefit. Okay. Spain was very effective at this. They were fairly brutal in their process of doing it. But by the end of the uh, 1800s, Spain's imperial powers and acquisitions were falling by the wayside. Cuba was one of their last, and they repressed the Cuban call for independence very brutally, so brutally that the United States chose to get involved. This was at a moment when the United States was in the throes of deciding would we ever want to become a nation that went out and acquired new lands or would we reject that because of all of the 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 problems that come with it and and the the nastiness that comes with it but we did this over cuba because of the oppression well spain also held the philippines and the united states in the process of going to the war against spain over cuba went to war with Spain over the Philippines as well. And we helped the Philippines claim their independence from the Spanish, which they had been attempting to do for a generation. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, in the process of this, the Philippines expected the United States to depart once we had defeated Spain 
and once the Philippines had declared their independence. They thought this was a great thing. Yeah. Uh, The United States has liberated us, and Spain, the terrible oppressor, is gone. Thank you. And Emilio Aguinaldo, who was the, the Philippine revolutionary you know, leader, said, this is good. Thank you very much. We will see you later. Don't forget to write. Uh. But the United States didn't treat it that way. We took the Philippines from Spain as a, a United States territory. And then that ended up leading the Philippine uh, independence movement to actually rebel against and attack the United States. Wow. So and that was, the way that they, we all had different plans. Ahead. Like, this is just like every other successful marriage. You know, everyone went into this thing with a different outcome that they were headed right. towards. I mean, it was bound right. to happen. Right. And everybody thinks that everybody has the, the, the best intentions of everyone involved. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and so what ends up happening, it's really, it's, it's, it's terrible, but it's also really instructive. Um, the Philippine pushback against the United States starts to look exactly like the Cuban pushback against Spain. Spain. Mm-hmm. And the United States response to that is much as the Spanish response was to the Cubans. And that is that the United States response to the Philippine insurrection becomes very brutal. Um, and it's because of the type of war that the Philippine insurrection was able to successfully wage against the United States. And so, as it turns out, in the name of liberating the Philippines and the Philippines declaring their, in, in, uh, excuse me, their uh, independence, the United States ends up having to send in 65,000 troops, and we lose 4,000 people um, in the name of holding up the Philippines and we see maybe 40, 60,000 Filipino people die in the process of holding that up as well. So it becomes a complicated world when you, you go to war against Spain to support the independence of people in Cuba and in the Philippines, and then you end up becoming somewhat of the same style of oppressor as you were liberating people from. Ugh. Mm. Well, you know that what? And you used that word insurrection, which, you know what? I'm guaranteeing people Googled for the first time in the last couple of weeks because we've been hearing that word used as far as the Insurrection Act goes um, here in right. this country. But, you That's know, true. it's, it's wow. I, I never even knew that side of it, especially with the Philippines. I knew the Spain side with Cuba, but not the, the side with the Philippines. Yeah. Wow. Well, and that's that's the thing, you know. When I when I do this whole section in class, we spend a lot of time getting into the Spanish American War over over Cuba, and then I say, and then we went to war, and we actually went to war first with Spain, mm-hmm. halfway around the globe in the Philippines. So when when you decide to get out there and become involved, it becomes complicated. Yep, and that's that's your lesson. Do you want to be involved, yeah. or do, do you, you not? Wanna, yeah. Hey, um, that's right. Bob, can I put in a request for next week? Are we? Is this gonna? Are you gonna be? Are you gonna be in Montana next week and not talking to us? No, I will be here. And if you're gonna let me back in the studio, I'm gonna show up. You're with, gonna cancel uh, your trip? Confetti cannons. <laughs> confetti cannons. Oh, confetti no cannons. Less. Okay. So <laughs> I want to put in a request because, you know, we are at the situation right now, kind of at this crossroads in our country's history, where we're back talking about Confederate monuments, and this is one of those things that comes and goes, comes and goes, and then. Right. Christopher Columbus is looped in on it, too, now. And so I don't think a lot of people understand why 
or what the history is, why some people view him as a divisive figure. We don't have time to talk about it right now, but I think the issue will still be white hot next week and people will still be talking about it. So can we talk about Christopher Columbus? Yes. Okay. I appreciate that. I mean, you don't, you don't really sound excited about it, but I am going to say you're going to use the next seven days to, to think about it maybe. Oh, no, I've, I've got it. If okay. you want to do it right now, we can go, Rob. We just well, don't have time We just don't right have now. time. <laughs> it's a little, trust me. You know me. what he's saying. I mean, we he's can call the look. mayor president and cancel him so we can continue this, but we have people that have questions to ask. He almost feels like you called him out a bit, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next week, Christopher Columbus and why he is a divisive figure for a lot of people in this country. Okay. Bob so Carriker, thanks so much for your time. All right. We'll all see right. you next week. Okay, let's, let's, we will. Let's button that extra button up yeah, for me, buddy. All right. Get wild out there. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> all right. It's six fifty one now at News Talk ninety six five KPL. Um, weren't we supposed to have drier air? I don't. It's out there. Is it drier? Oh, it's going to be sunny all day today. It is dry. Look, it's sixty five degrees right now. That's going to okay, be our me, overnight load tonight. I'm gonna too. go try it. I'm gonna go step okay. out of the studio and see if I, I can make it work. Um, He's really secretly going to hug Bob because we'll he knows where. No, Bob's hug. gone. Bob actually just flipped me the bird. Oh, okay. As well, he pulled out of traffic. Fun. Anyway, yeah. all right. Uh, Six fifty-one <laughs> now at News Talk ninety-six-five KPL. Here for you in times of uncertainty. Tracking coronavirus, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Town Square Media Station. Team you can rely on even on the darkest days. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. We're working for you on air, behind the scenes every single day. We're following a potential hazmat situation on I-10 this morning. As you get out and hit the road, Bernie's got the information you need to know. Your radio home for news and information for more than 60 years. You know, it's everything I need in the morning. News Talk 96.5. The assessment from Dr. Anthony Fauci is a grim one. The spread of coronavirus is far from over. Fauci is looking for another spike this summer. He says that the virus has become his worst nightmare. Now, this raises a question. Is working from home here to stay? Your Thursday Consumer Tech Update is brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. In 2017, only 3% of Americans work from home. Today, it's 62%, even with some businesses reopening. Where will this all lead? Well, there's no question that both businesses and employees save money while working from home. But Facebook has already paved the way, reducing salaries if a work-from-home employee moves to a less expensive city. And that's not all. Expect employers to demand a higher performance level, as employees' work is now being judged on both the quality and quantity more than ever before. I'm Kim Commando. We're all in uncharted territory looking for ways to support our communities. At Dell Technologies, we're making sure small businesses have the right tech solutions. Dell Technologies advisors are here for you. From helping small businesses stay connected and productive while working remotely with Windows 10 and Microsoft Teams to rapidly deploying remote work solutions that limit upfront costs with Dell Financial Services. We're standing by you every step of the way. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you need a pair of premium wireless earbuds and Raycon is the way to go. Raycons start at about half the price of other premium brands on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Their everyday E25 earbuds are their best model yet. With six hours of playtime, more bass, and a comfortable noise-isolating fit, you can rock all day long. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash Kim. 
That's buyraycon.com slash Kim. Buyraycon.com slash Kim. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. One of the biggest, in a lot of ways, uh, losers in 2018 was Stacey Abrams. She wanted to be governor of Georgia. She was endorsed by big celebrities, including the Oprah. Money poured into her campaign. She was supposed to win, but she lost. And then she played the victim card. She went around complaining the only reason she lost was due to voter suppression. Well, Stacey Abrams, the loser, now raising her hand. She wants to be Biden's running mate, so she'll say anything to get old Joe to glance her way. She's telling the world that Biden's charming gregariousness is not fake because he genuinely loves people. Another woman raising her hand is Focahontas. Senator Elizabeth Warren went on a little-watched cable show to announce that she wants to be Joe's number one gal. She says that she and old Joe both want the same things for America, which is a laugh because she slammed Biden about everything before she dropped out. Other uh, other babes, other women raising their hands include Governor Gretchen Whitmer, who's over the top lockdown of Michigan's meant to show what an iron fist she has. Kamala Harris and Amy Klobuchar also out there waving to Joe, hoping to be noticed. Maybe for the first time in his life, Joe Biden is a true ladies man. The only question is, will he remember any of their names by the time he has to choose one of them? CBD getting a lot of attention these days. Level Select CBD is a brand to watch from Cadenwood, the trusted leader in CBD. Their sports creams and roll-ons are great for pro athletes, amateurs, anybody trying to keep active. No matter what activity you engage in, you could use the relief Level Select CBD provides. Retired athletes like Steve Garvey and Carson Palmer use it every day. And now, PGA Tour champion Ricky Fowler has made Level Select CBD his brand of choice, too. They use it because it works, folks. Independently tested, 0% THC made in the USA. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com, use the promo code CBD25 for 25% off any of their full line of CBD products. That's LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code CBD25, or dial pound 250 on your cell phone. Say Level Select, and this offer will be sent right to your phone. You will have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from Level Select. Home of the Rush Limbaugh Show in Acadiana. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette. I'm Chris Foster of Fox News. We passed that number of confirmed coronavirus cases in the United States, according to the Johns Hopkins University count, with more than 113,000 deaths. Some 21 states are seeing infections on the rise, while others are down or leveling off. In Arizona, the number of COVID-19 patients has doubled since May, and health officials are worried, with Banner Health, a major hospital system, warning this month that hospitalizations are increasing and there's been a sharp incline of patients on ventilators. Arizona started easing restrictions in early May. Southern states, including Arkansas, North Carolina, and Florida, are seeing an upward in cases, and in South Carolina, there have been nearly a thousand new cases in the last couple of days. In New York, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Johnson & Johnson, the world's largest healthcare company, is moving human trials of its coronavirus vaccine up to next month. President Trump tweets about Seattle pulling police from part of one neighborhood. Take back your city now. If you don't do it, I will. 
Mayor Jenny Durkin responds, make us all safe, go back to your bunker. Basically what you have here is the city of Seattle surrendering a seven block area. And from what we saw, it doesn't look like it's gonna be returned anytime soon. The protesters who took it over are calling it the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. The crowd fluctuates just occupying the streets and listening to speakers. There's also food making it look kind of like an urban commune. One tent had a sign saying no cop co-op. We saw several dozen homeless tents and one labeled a public tent. But there's also a militarized field. Each of the six entrances has barricades and guards. Fox's Dan Springer. President Trump meets with faith and law enforcement leaders and small business owners at a church in Dallas, Texas today. Joe Biden says about the president. Donald Trump didn't invent racism, but he sure has promoted it. He was on Comedy Central's The Daily Show. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. The family of two missing children say human remains found in Idaho are theirs. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal reports the kid's mother's new husband has been arrested. Seven-year-old Joshua Vallow and 17-year-old Tylee Ryan were last seen in September. Two months later, their mother, whose late husband said in divorce proceedings that she thought she was meant to usher in the end of days, married Chad Daybell. His wife had just died. When police tried to talk to them about Joshua and Tylee, they fled and were later found in Hawaii. Vala was taken back to Idaho. She's charged with child abandonment. Tuesday, Chad Daybell was arrested after human remains were found on his property. And Wednesday, a judge told him he's accused of concealing human remains and destroying or altering human remains. The court is going to set bail in the amount of $1 million. Which is the amount prosecutors had asked for. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Protesters have torn down or vandalized Confederate monuments and statues of Christopher Columbus in several cities. And there's debate over how to commemorate the past in London, too. The mayor of London saying he's reviewing statues, street names and other memorials here. We shouldn't be commemorating, celebrating as icons people who are slavers. Sadiq Khan responding after anti-racism protesters in Bristol, England, pulled down a statue of a slave trader at a rally following George Floyd's death in Minneapolis. What we should be doing is making sure uh, that the streets of London, the public realm, the squares, uh, properly reflect our diversity. The removal of the statue triggering a debate about Britain's imperial past. In London, Simon Owen, Fox News. Surgeons in Chicago say a coronavirus patient, a woman in her 20s, is recovering from a lung transplant and has a good chance in a normal life. They say she was previously healthy, but the virus left her lungs full of holes and nearly fused to the inside of her chest. She was hospitalized in late April with signs her heart, kidneys, and liver were starting to fail, so she was moved up the transplant list. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. 
your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Right now, 65 degrees here at the Cape Hill Studios. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. Lafayette police say a person is dead after being struck by a vehicle while they were waiting to cross the Evangeline Thruway Wednesday. The victim was in the median to cross over the southbound lanes at the intersection with the Thruway in Chalmette when, for unknown reasons, the driver went off the roadway and struck the victim. A 24-year-old Lafayette man, Jared Tyler Olivier, has been sentenced to 80 months in prison, followed by 10 years of probation and one count of transportation of child pornography. The U.S. Attorney's Office says Olivier admitted to using a Tumblr account to upload a file containing an image of a prepubescent male engaging in sex acts and viewing images and videos of child pornography. State health officials say they're concerned about rising COVID numbers in Lake Charles, Alexandria and Monroe. Assistant Health Secretary Alex B.U. says while the state as a whole is seeing consistently declining numbers of COVID hospitalizations, those areas are actually seeing numbers go up. That being said, those numbers have never been so alarmingly large that we were concerned about hospital capacity because that region has done a great job of managing their capacity. Now, B.U. says they track real COVID transmissions by hospitalizations and not raw cases because case numbers can be influenced. By increased testing. Bio believes a substantial portion of the increases may be coming from nursing homes that are in those regions. Averaging somewhere between 40 to 60 percent, depending on which hospital you're, you're talking about in these areas, could be coming from those congregate settings. In other headlines, the Louisiana House has approved a $34 billion spending plan for the next fiscal year that starts on July 1st. The current budget is $30 billion. The new budget, $34 billion. Lance Harris, a state representative, says the increase is due to an influx of federal coronavirus relief money. So he does caution lawmakers that the state is not going to have this much money to spend next year. We as a body need to get ready for next year. By passing this budget, we're taking one-time money and we're spending it on reoccurring expenses. Harris says that 13 months from now, if current spending levels hold, the state is going to face a $731 million budget deficit. Now, the extra federal money means the state doesn't have to make any deep cuts. But Arath Representative Blake Miguez says he is still concerned that cuts are going to be needed just a few months from now. So you're saying that if our economic recovery is slowed, then we could see ourselves in a potential situation where we'd have a mid-year shortfall? The budget was stitched together with those federal funds. So if the state were to see a mid-year revenue shortfall, could it be remedied with another round of money from Washington, D.C.? House Appropriations Chairman Jerome Zerang. Our delegation has indicated that there is the potential for that, but in looking at some of the discussions that are coming down, it will be very unlikely. Now, Zerang says it's likely the state is going to need another special session in the fall because of revenue unpredictability. For now, the budget is heading to the Senate for more debate. A resolution calling for more study into policing practices leads to a tense argument 
in a House committee. The resolution mentions the killing of George Floyd and the deaths of black men at the hands of white police officers as some of the reasons why a study group needs to be formed to analyze policing policy. Houghton Representative Dodie Horton called that offensive. I've never been seen a more racist document than the one you brought. But bill sponsor Baton Rouge Representative Ted James countered. For those of you who are offended by the words, just, just look at me and Royce and think about how offended we are by the actions. The resolution was ultimately amended to remove Floyd's name and Past. I'm Matt Doyle. Well, during the regular session, lawmakers pra- passed some criminal justice reform measures that advocates say will cut down on recidivism. One bill allows parolees to check in with their offers- officers virtually. Pelican Institute CEO Daniel Arsparmer says that this saves parolees from taking off time from work to meet with the parole officer. This allows employer and employee to come together on a smartphone and have a more predictable schedule, check in with the officer, and then get back to work. Now that bill, House Bill 77, was brought by UNIS Representative Patrick DeVilliers. Another bill requires the Department of Corrections to issue ID cards to those leaving prison. Erst Palmer says the ID is tailor-made to help those recently released try to find some employment. It lists on that ID any certifications he or she may have gotten during their incarceration, sometimes training in different trades or skills. That's going to help people get a job. SB 354 was brought by Covington Senator Patrick McMath. Erst Palmer also highlighted a resolution continuing a commission dedicated to studying criminal justice system funding says right now much of the funds come from fines and fees on poor people. Unfortunately, then what happens is you you begin this cycle of incarceration where you can't afford to pay your fine or your fee, and then we end up running debtors' prisons, which we outlawed (laughs) decades ago. It's coming up now on 710, our news update brought to you by the folks over at Albertsons. Earn points for gas savings simply by shopping at your local Albertsons. Then redeem rewards at Chevron stations. Restrictions and exclusions apply. For complete details, you can go to albertsons.com forward slash rewards. Plenty of sunshine out there today. Beautiful weather. In fact, the next really several days actually looking like they're going to be quite quiet. We've got a lot of sunshine coming up. Temperatures are going to be a little more reasonable as well. Not quite as hot as it's been over the last couple of days. We hit up around 86 degrees for your high with winds from the north at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. No heat index that we're going to have to worry about today. And then those lows going to be dropping down to around 65 degrees. Similar forecast coming up again for tomorrow. Very few changes heading into the weekend. Temperatures will bump up just a little bit. We'll be back in the 90s by the end of the weekend and then back to hot humid daily rain type weather by the time we get into early next week. So enjoy this little cool down, I guess, over the next several days. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. And right now, 65 degrees here at KPL. Weather brought to you by the Matthew James Financial Group. Wealth management and retirement planning is just a phone call away. 366-8366. That's 366-8366. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. Double checking what's happening in traffic at this hour. No crashes. No breakdowns to worry about right now. Coming up, we're going to have Lafayette Live with Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory on the way. Brought to you every Thursday by Southside Roofing at 337 Roofing. Serving the Acadiana area for 20 years. Call Southside Roofing today at 337 Roofing for all of your roofing needs. Marketplace is sponsored by Kronos, helping businesses attract 
retain and engage employees through cloud-based human capital management. Kronos.com. Kronos workforce innovation that works. Lafayette Live with Mayor President Josh Guillory. He is joined today uh, by Jamie Angel, who who always comes in and, and gets the real work done. You know, because <laughs> well, well, and truthfully, if you ever have a question, it's great to have a Jamie. He can work on it, and usually we have answers by the end of the hour. Which That's right, teamwork. That's always so, fun. Uh, welcome in, welcome in. Uh, Lafayette Live is an ongoing tradition, and you're welcome to be a part of it at two three two one five four two. That's two three two. One five four two. Your calls, your comments. Mark Pope's across the hall, and he is ready to take down your name, your issue, and and get your phone call into us. So let's start with the budget because that it seems like that's going to be the question, the story of the year. Um, because now we're talking about okay, now we have to move forward. We had this COVID nineteen outbreak. We saw what happened economically. Now we have to move forward. So where are we now? What conversations are being had this week? Sure, they, and and the budget's been on. Top of mind for quite some time, even throughout the, the COVID-19 public health emergency. And also good morning to both of you and to Hello. everyone listening. <laughs> we always look forward to Thursday mornings. Yes. Um, so the, we're, we're in a, the, we were in a fiscal, I would call it a fiscal situation at, at minimum before COVID-19. We're definitely in a fiscal emergency. I mean, the, you know, we have two budgets in Lafayette Consolidated Government. You have your Paris budget. You have your city budget. And, and the, the big talking points of the last at least year was, well, the Paris is broke. The Paris is broke. I'll I'll concede that the parish does not have as big of a general fund, not even close to the city. Um, but the parish is funded quite differently than the city is with the millages and things like that. But the city general fund, the previous um, budget that was passed, budgeted at, uh, the city at a deficit of eighteen million dollars. This COVID nineteen situation, uh, the, the updated forecast is now an additional ten million dollars that we will not have in sales tax revenues coming in for this fiscal year. So that puts us at twenty eight million dollars. Simply put, if we continued the spending habits of the last couple of years, or at minimum mm-hmm. last year, we'll run out of our city savings account, our, our general fund, mm-hmm. in about two and a half years. That's reckless. So um, now the way we get there, we don't tax. You know, we raise our That's tax That's what I was going to ask, because I think people hear what you're saying sure. and say, well, yeah, wait, hold up. If we were already going into this before, you know, if we already had the, that 18 or so million there, then were we not taxing enough to support even what we were doing before we were ever even talking about COVID-19? Sure, we were. The, the problem has never been uh, the tax rate. It's been the tax base. I mean, we need to bring in jobs. We need to increase revenue that way, not by just, just taxing. Look, simply put, Lafayette local government, Lafayette consolidated government must do what every family has to do in the parish of Lafayette. Tighten our belt, get our spending under control, change those habits before we always have that knee-jerk reaction, go back to the back to the taxpayers. Look, our, our taxpayers are, are stretched thin, to say the least, right now. It's not just local governments across the country. It's families and citizens and businesses that have been in a real, in a real pinch. But mm-hmm. we, we know we, as a, a very diverse community here and a very go, go-getter, wildcatter uh, attitude that Lafayette holds, we'll get through it. The, the issue of, of some of the cuts that have happened, especially when you talk about Parks and Rec, um, I, I, one of the kind of unique explanations. Of course, no one likes to see the program that's in their backyard get cut. Sure. Um, but one of the explanations I saw in, in kind of just someone who was really just mad about some of the cuts, and and I really started to understand because 
the point this lady was trying to make was that her kids need to be somewhere so she can go back to work. So how does that play in um, to what you're doing? Because, yes, there there are programs who are going to get cuts, but maybe we kind of have a whole different realm of what essential is because it's essential that people work. Yeah, and that's a, look, that's a valid concern. And I think it's a valid concern. It's not unique to this particular lady, but also to a lot of people in our community and, again, across across our country. It's uh, we're not in we're not in ordinary times. We're mm-hmm. definitely in extraordinary times. And, and I know that every day we go to work, we look for ways to learn from this as as local leaders. And um, it's bottom line, it's going to be tough the next couple months, especially as summer comes in and child care is not going to be readily available. It's not going to be readily available through go- the government. It's not going to be readily available in the private sector either, as you see more and more camps. Uh, closing, maybe due to the restrictions, uh, maybe some confusion. I know we're we're working uh, as as diligently as we can through communications. Jamie and his crew does a great job to be able to give information out to our our local camps so that they can make decisions uh, that's best for their their do. particular program. Yeah. yeah, and they do. I mean, you know, it is kind of confusing, especially when you think about okay, we have to have so many adults, and then we have to have you know these kids will be coming in. It's it can be very complex to get it all done to get it done correctly. You know, and I guess in the safest way possible. Well said. Okay. All makes sense. I want to talk about COVID-19. As we have seen, um, specifically, there's a, um, out in Phoenix, the Phoenix area in Arizona, uh, where they are being told to re-implement mm. their COVID-19 protocols at the hospitals oh, because man. they're seeing an enormous spike. Um, I guess the question I have is, are we prepared to do that? Do we have the people watching for hotbeds, for spikes? There was a story this week about the nursing home. Um, are we ready to do that? Is everyone on standby how they should be in case we have this second wave? The short answer is yes, we are prepared. And, and specifically, our hospitals, I'm very confident in, there, in both of our hospital systems here in Lafayette Parish uh, with the increased ventilators, with the increased amount of PPE, should a second wave uh, hit Lafayette and this, this area. I am highly confident in our abilities to respond adequately, and we're in a much better position than we were the, the first wave where it kind of hit us out of left field. Mm-hmm. All right. And so I guess the big thing on that, too, is nobody wants to go back to that. So whatever people can do or whatever they think they should do, I guess, is is what would be appropriate. We're we're in a very... It's, a, it's kind of tense in a way of what to do. Sure, and and the decision has to be made. I just know this: we cannot continue to do what we did in the past. Me, me included. Local government, state government, national government. We can't shut down our economy every single time a new virus hits the world. Now, I, I can I listen to my medical experts. They tell me that you know they, this is a serious situation. I believe it's a serious situation, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning when one of the one of the um, uh, signs were or symptoms were you can't breathe. If you get COVID nineteen, you have a hard time breathing. Well, if you can't breathe, then you die. So <laughs> ventilators, yeah. ventilators come into a big play. Mm-hmm. So th- I'm very thankful to the federal government, our, our state government at GoSEP, uh, the governor's GoSEP office. Uh, did a great job getting getting ventilators uh, working with the federal government to get it down mm-hmm. to the local level. And you know, on the ventilator side too, there were so many things that were happening with the respiratory therapists who really led the way for the nation, the respiratory therapists from the state of Louisiana um, in Lafayette and New Orleans, learning the techniques of put people on their side. They can breathe better. Do this. Don't do X. And, you know, we were, I mean, people were calling and inundating hospitals in Louisiana to find out, you know, 
which way do we do it to make it a lot better? I think that speaks volumes, again, for what we have always said. It is a wildcatter mentality. We are going to find a way, one way or another, it seems. I I can't tell you the technology that that spawned from this uh, that I've saw. And you you mentioned whether it's techniques, services, Mm -hmm. or or actual technology. Um, And and even our local, one of our local doctors, Dr. Doug Claymont, Our Lady of Lords, had come up with some uh, ventilator machine or whatnot. Type apparatus or something. Oh, yeah. I'm totally going to butcher everything I'm saying (laughs) as far as the medical terminology. But uh, what is it with zero? You get the... Oh, um, you're talking uh, about negative, negative pressure. Negative pressure, negative. yeah. So he created this mobile negative pressure uh, equipment that that's mobile in the ERs and mm-hmm. things like that. And he's and he has a patent pending, and it's out of Lafayette, Louisiana. It I just kind of goes to show, you know, these mm-hmm. these are these are these are real techniques coming from a real situation led by our Lafayette leaders. Yeah, I got to shout out my baby sister Allie. Uh-oh. She's uh-huh. a respiratory she therapist. Oh, sorry, respiratory <laughs> therapist on the front lines. Yes, in Missouri. Uh-huh. She lives in Missouri, unfortunately. But uh, right. why? Get her she back. Needs to move she's, back. Yeah, she's, you hear that, Allie? Move back. She's awesome. That's cool. right. You know, and that's what a lot of people don't think. You see doctors, you see nurses, but mm-hmm. you don't think. Obviously, respiratory ser- therapist huge and housekeeping. You have an yeah. infected patient in a room, and then you have another your patient after. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, the phone call uh, phone number is two three two one five four two. That's two three two one five four two. If you have a question or comment. Do you have a couple email comments we're going to get to as well? For Lafayette Live with Mayor President Josh Guillory, brought to you by Southside Roofing. For Southside Roofing, you can call them at 337-ROOFING. Serving the Acadiana area for 20 years, call Southside Roofing today at 337-ROOFING for all of your roofing needs. I'm Brandon Como, and you're locked into KPL. Get my take on the day's biggest stories alongside Shannon Wilkerson. Offsides, weekdays at 4 on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Uh-huh. Seven Roofing, that's the number for Southside Roofing, the sponsor of Lafayette Live with Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory every Thursday morning on KPL. And we don't know how to roof, but if you want to call us and ask us a question about something okay. else, it's 232 Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you have a question for Josh Guillory, 232 I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, we had a couple comments. <laughs> By the way, our Facebook page is always open. If you have a question for the Mayor President or email or call... James from Youngsville asked, are you having conversations with your advisors or other groups about race in Lafayette? And have you reached out to the NAACP or other organizer groups to have these conversations? Yes. Yeah, so thank you. And uh, his name is James. James in Youngsville. Yeah. James in Youngsville. And, and to everyone in the in the parish that has the same question. Yes, we are definitely. And but we, we were having that conversation before the, the unfortunate and, and just horrific uh, incident in Minneapolis. Uh, since January 6th, we've had a chief of minority affairs, Carlos Harvin. Mm. Bishop Harvin's done a great job for the administration, done a great job for the people of Lafayette, bridging that gap. And the reason why we created that position is, you know, I recognize that there there are some people that do not have the access to, to or a seat at the table that other people do. And that's just the bottom line. That's okay. We're here to bridge the gap between all of our communities and the administration. That's why we increase communication. It's part of why we do this show, uh, transparency. Um, but... But the best way to do that is to do what, what James mentioned, and that's to get all the stakeholders involved, going to pastors, going to different organizations. And, you know, the more we the more we communicate, at least at least what I'm finding out is I mean, it just confirms that we're Katie Anna Strong, we're Life is Strong. That's not just a talking point, meaning we're one people, we're a diverse culture. We, we agree, surely, a heck of a lot more than we disagree. 
And if if you if you ever wanted to see that in action, just look at the COVID nineteen response. You know, we didn't we didn't just uh, seek one faction of our of our community to help one faction. We we set up we're working with Dr. Stefanski, set up multiple screening sites, multiple mobile sites, proactively getting ahead. Whether it's in a predominantly African American community, predominantly white community, but whatever you know, no mm-hmm. no religion, creed, race, or, or orientation or anything. We're not we're, we don't judge that way. Mm-hmm. I'm blessed so, to lead all people. And that you appointed that position. I'm sorry, you said in January sixth. Oh yeah, January sixth. Okay. Yeah, he was with us from day one. Wow. From day one. Okay. The, um, that, that issue and how the kind of community policing works has been something we've talked about a lot in our, mm-hmm. in our community. Earlier this week, we talked to Reggie Thomas, who had been with the Lafayette Police Department for all those years, now running for city marshal. And that was one of the things that he said, you know, was important to him. These neighborhood walks, you know, the, maybe the mm-hmm. mindset that when you know this officer and you see them in your neighborhood every week, that maybe that's the trick. And so you don't have the intimidation factor. You feel okay to tell this person, hey, I saw this happen. Is that something we could see expanding into different areas? Whether it, you know, it's not just that the one area that I know a lot of people think of when we start having these conversations. We have pockets everywhere, you know, that have problems with violence. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a substation. I've thought for years there should be one in the mall. But there's empty storefronts all the time. Put Put an officer in there just... To be there, to be comfortable. It's like a school resource officer. Kids are comfortable with that officer because they're there. That's right. No, it's a good point. That was a great decision by the Lafayette Police Department a couple of years ago to increase the neighborhood patrols and neighborhood mm-hmm. walks. Um, our, our interim chief has continued with that uh, procedure, that method, and and he leads by example. He's out there, and this this you're right, there, Rob. It's comfortableness you have your your local community your, your you have someone in your neighborhood patrolling your neighborhood ideally doesn't always happen that way in that right, ratio right. but it's uh we we have to do we have to continue to strive to, to to bridge that gap between the community and the lafayette police department here locally um you know our sheriff does a good job our marshal does a good job with this and our lpd uh, guys do a wonderful job as well so it's just familiarity like you said comfortableness trust you know that sacred trust that that was quite frankly violated in Minneapolis it's that's definitely an exception not the norm and we want that never to happen in Lafayette is the interim chief uh, to your knowledge doing anything different or maybe reviewing policies or I'm just kind of curious from that and whether or not there's there's been any discussions or feedback any anytime you have a situation mm-hmm. like we're facing right now in this country, it it should bring every every leader back to the table to mm-hmm. just kind of reevaluate. I know Chief Morgan has done that. He's he's incre- he's leaned on our Chief of Minority Affairs, which is again Bishop Harvin, who does who's a great resource to kind of bridge that gap and give the communica- uh, communication that's needed to address this particular issue. So yes is the answer, but also continuing a lot of the good things that we were already doing, which community community involved increased community involvement is, is really key. Mm-hmm. I, I wanna I wanna tell Vanessa thanks for her question. You just answered it. Nope. I mean her question was, you know, how do we make sure Lafayette police does not become the next headline? What sure. what sort of training and you, and you sort of spoke to that as well. Um, and it takes it. Lafayette City Police, it takes a very long time for an officer to be hired We've heard descriptions in various interviews we've done over the years of like it it's typically like a six month long process. Right. The between the levels of interviewing, the psychological testing. Someone did ask earlier this week about the psychological testing aspect, about whether or not that is something that should be done every six months. And I could not answer their question because I didn't know if that's something the department already does. So maybe that's something we can talk about 
for a future show. Sure, we can look into that and, and confirm. That's, but you know, at some point, do they like you know do that on a regular basis, or how does that work? Because I did not, I did not specifically have an answer, and that's I'm okay sure about that. I, I do know if there's unfortunately a, a shooting or an incident to that effect, there's immediate psychological Imme- and, 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 and you know that's part of state police too, kind of stepping in anytime there's an officer involved oh, yeah. incident. Too. Absolutely. Uh, mm. All right. Okay. Uh, do you want to go to Philip before we sure. go to a break? All right. Hi, Philip. You're on the air with Josh Guillory. Go ahead, please. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Mayor President. My question specifically is about the COVID-19 response in our local area. And, you know, I, I guess within the state, because I understand you follow Governor Edwards' guidelines, but a lot of the things that took place were in direct violation of, you know, United States citizens' constitutional rights. Are you and your administration prepared to handle any type of legal action that can come at you for violating those rights? What, what specifically, Philip? I'm sorry. Then you can answer. What specifically um, th- th- would you expect to? Are you kidding me? No, I'm uh, asking what specific, no, what what specific thing because you? we had the Attorney General Jeff Landry go out with the governor, like multiple and break times down here too, the order. break down so what just, Supreme Court decisions. That's all I was have asking. Already is ruled which, that it is legal. So, is there a specific issue you dealt with, Philip? Uh, Look, if the, the attorney general, that's, that's all going to federal, you know, uh, legislatures, not only in this state, but many others. Because, yes, you have the free, freedom to peacefully assemble. You can't shut down churches. You know, you can't create an entire panic area based off of some, you know, you, you just can't shut things down like that. Well, the, the Supreme Court says you can. The mayor president of our, our area Completely affected the economy. Yes, it ruined it. Yeah, it ruined the economy. So, James, I appreciate that, and and thank you. And and I'll tell you, there's a lot of people probably are asking that same question. Um, The government, without a doubt, both myself and the governor, did infringe on your civil liberties. There's no question about that. But that's not the question. The question is whether or not that infringement is justified. We infringe on people's rights all the time. There's a lot of people sitting in jail that their liberty interest is, has been denied. Now it's denied due to their own choices, and the consequences are that liberty interest is being infringed upon. So um, I, I do agree with our attorney general. I've, I've agreed with him throughout this entire process. In the beginning, he understood the, the seriousness of the situation. The governor understood the seriousness of the situation. I understood the seriousness of the situation. President Trump, just to put it in perspective, uh, banned travel to an entire continent based off of this public health emergency. So, yes, there was infringement. You were completely right. I take the position that the infringement was justified, but I also take the position, just like I said earlier, that we must learn from this because now that we've experienced this, mm-hmm. we shouldn't make the same decisions going forward. We should learn from this. We have to be able to to, to balance and have that delicate balance between um, protecting our people and not destroying our economy and not and, and to the best that we can not infringe on people's civil liberties. Okay, Philip, does that do it for you, or you wanted uh, another question? No, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I appreciate the position that he takes, but any, I mean, there's no, in my personal opinion, there's no way that any government official should be trying to not infringe on civil liberties. They're there for a reason, and mm-hmm. that's to stop government from affecting people. Do okay? you, are you going to file a lawsuit? Are you going to file a lawsuit, Philip? Because, like, I have heard people discuss it on the various talk shows here. Um, some people, you know, kind of looking into it. Would you be one who would want to do that? I'll tell you what, I'll probably help fund it. 
You know, as a private business owner, I mean, I'll do whatever it takes to stop these government municipalities and people from, you know, incoherently deciding that they're going to take civil liberties from law-abiding citizens. Mm -hmm. You know, you talked about men in jail losing their liberties. Yes, because they made the decision to break the law. But you can't just pass a law without legislation by writing on a piece of paper and then enact it on people. That's ridiculous. I'll tell you what, that's a, oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, he can hear you. <laughs> that's a, look, you make good points. A lot of people are going to gonna agree with you. And I definitely can, can understand the passion behind this. Um, speaking of legislative bodies, we have one. And they have not spoken on this. And I say that with all due respect, but me as a local leader, I have to abide by state law. Right now, the only state law in this regards is the governor's executive order. But the legislature is in a special session. They can act. And, that and, we, comes and we would down, respect that. And it comes down to the emergency declaration, which is how the, everything else happened. Philip, thanks for your call. We'll oh, take more could calls. I ask one more quick you question. Hey, Philip, so for your particular business, are you currently at 25% capacity? Or at fifty percent capacity, how? Uh, like, what's your current situation? Based, I'm I'm holding up quotation marks with my fingers, and it says based on the um, whatever that cybersecurity and infrastructure recommendations, we are considered essential. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Curious about that. And the number is two three two one five four two. Two three two one five four two one uh, uh, officer sharing with us uh, the psychological testing that is done, followed by one in-person interview takes hours to complete. It's also uh, it also costs several hundred dollars to administer. That's one particular um, agency. Uh, there is also through the Lafayette Police Department um, employee assistance program. So if an officer does need something. They can request that as well. Jamie? I have a, uh, from the interim chief himself, um, officers when they're hired and when a specific, they, they get an evaluation when a specific issue occurs that warrants it, such as uh, signs of depression, uh, if they're running late a lot, not showing up for work due to family life and stuff like that, then they, okay. they order another evaluation. Then they order another evaluation. Okay, great. Interesting. This That's right. It's always a fascinating conversation. And even though we get all these questions, you never know where the whole discussion is going to go. Didn't a guy uh, named Forrest Gump say that one time? You never know what you're going to get. Well, it's kind of yeah. like a box of chocolate. Yes, yeah, it is. Uh, where's my box of chocolate, yeah. by the way? Uh -oh. Well, there you go. Uh, okay. All right, 739. We got to take a quick break. We do. And you know what? You're I'm in charge of the time today because I have no idea what how he how long we're going. Anything else. Oh, I blocked it. I told Oops, you. Sorry. Our Lady of Lahey did a lot of things for me, but they did not. <laughs> they did not give me bionic vision. We're okay. back with more Lafayette Live. You have to admit it's pretty close. <laughs> Our After Lafayette this. Live show brought to you by Southside Roofing, 337 <laughs> Roofing, serving Acadiana for more than 20 years. Call Southside Roofing today at 337 Roofing for all of your roofing needs. Phone lines are open. Call the show at 232-1542, 232-1542. Then listen live anytime with the free KPL News app, free in the App Store or Google Play. Plenty of sunshine out there today. Beautiful weather. In fact, the next really several days actually looking 
like they're going to be quite quiet. We've got a lot of sunshine coming up. Temperatures are going to be a little more reasonable as well. Not quite as hot as it's been over the last couple of days. We hit up around 86 degrees for your high with winds from the north at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. No heat index that we're going to have to worry about today. And then those lows going to be dropping down to around 65 degrees. Similar forecast coming up again for tomorrow. Very few changes heading into the weekend. Temperatures will bump up just a little bit. We'll be back in the 90s by the end of the weekend and then back to hot, humid, daily rain type weather by the time we get into early next week. So enjoy this little cool down, I guess, over the next several days. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. You're listening to American Ground Radio's Morning Minute. There's one thing that the city's hardest hit by these riots since the death of George Floyd have in common. They're all run by Democrat mayors and not by city managers. Well, you're 70% more likely to be a victim of violent crime in a city with a strong mayor form of government than a city with a council manager form of government. Population growth for cities with council managers is five times that of cities with strong mayors. The poverty rate is 25% lower in cities with a council manager form of government. This isn't about politics. This is about results. We should pay attention to the Declaration of Independence and choose the form of government most likely to affect our safety and happiness. American Ground Radio, where building a better America begins with building a better us. Return each Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Paul on News Talk 96.5 KPL and streaming live at KPL96.5.com. You can call Lafayette Live with Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory on our air every Thursday morning. Oops, I did a little clap and it was kind of loud. Sorry about that. got excited about that. Okay, so yes, you can call in uh, if you have questions. Speaking with uh, uh, another person who said that an agency here in Louisiana that their psychological testing actually includes 2,000 questions. And that this person has actually taken it twice for two different agencies. Oh, wow. So they evaluate you within the 2,000 questions because they're going to ask you the same question sure. probably five to ten times so that you're not trying to flub the system. So, oh, yeah. I was amazed. I talked to Chief Morgan, um, especially after this incident, making mm. sure, hey, look, make sure we got our yeah. training, our yeah. sensitivity training, our escalation of force training. Right. And, he, he, and I knew he would put my mind at ease because I knew mm-hmm. that we have professionals at Lafayette Police Department uh, from top to bottom. Um, but I was I was very uh, very impressed with the with the initial evaluation that the way that Chief Morgan explained it to me. So mm-hmm. I agree with you. We just got an emailed question in, um, and and here is the question: This Tuesday at the council meeting, Ordinance fifty six twenty twenty will be up for adoption. And that has to do with the parish council and LUS. The question is: Will the parish council be able to vote on how to spend money that would be city money since it affects LUS? Yeah, good good question. So I don't know the ordinance off the top of my head. We'd have to we'd have to pull check it, it out. so I can okay. check it out. But I, I think I understand the the basis of the question. 
Uh, to my knowledge, that is the proper procedural vehicle, but we can ask legal and we'll, we'll definitely uh, update it before the council meeting if that's the case. So yeah. I, pre- I do and appreciate it. We will ask for feedback as well if that's sure. a, a, you know, if we can get an answer so that we can post it on the website as well. Okay, so we will. Um, okay, good. So it sounds like we'll get some feedback today. Right. It, it was basically just an oversight because we're used to pushing these things good in deal. for joint ordinances. Um in this case, it's a, a, a budget revision for this fiscal year ah. uh, that includes a couple of entities that typically should have been in a separate ordinance. Oh. But because of the time sensitivity of it, uh, rather than redo it and go through the process all over again, um, the councils have been asked to, you know, let it slide this time. Or in. do a floor amendment. Right. Okay. Well, Interesting. But okay. bottom line. Whatever procedural vehicle we need to, to fix it, we will. Uh, but the, the gentleman that asked the question, I mean, he's, he's right. The city of Lafayette, the city council, uh, has jurisdiction over that. U.S. Okay. Let's go to the phones. Arlene is waiting. Good morning to you, Arlene. You're on with Lafayette Live. Um, good morning. It's my understanding that under phase two, the public swimming pools are supposed to be open. And it doesn't look like ours are. And I'm hoping we can swim soon in these hot days. Sure. Great. Great question. So you are correct. Your analysis is spot on. Um, do you know if it was a I'm, I'm assuming it's a it's a public entity like a or excuse me, not a public entity, a private entity, yeah, uh, yes. Cajun yeah. Aquatics or something like that? Yeah, I called the Girard Park area oh. and they weren't sure it was going to open the whole summer. OK, um, so, so our our public pool here at the rubber show center and things like that now that is open under under some restrictions but the private pools we we defer to the private sector some some entities will put self-impose some restrictions or, or maybe it doesn't make sense for them to open they have to make their own gerard decisions. park though if i'm not mistaken i don't know that i've seen people at that pool in years i don't know that that pool is active well, arlene, but the robichon center arlene that that is open correct yeah, yep. darlene have you have you um been swimming at the gerard park pool uh, yes, I have in past years. Yes. Okay. Okay, great. Well, we're going to follow up with that, and we'll get a news story up about that, too. Thanks, Arlene. Yeah, thank you. Teamwork. Thank you. All, right. All right. Mike's up on deck. Good morning to you, Mike. You're on with Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory. Yeah, I don't know if you already talked about this, but, you know, parish money being spent in parish, city money spent in the city, and they don't intermingle. Great. No, but I think it's worth talking about a, a little bit again because it's a different question. So the, that that is tricky, you know. When we when we when the um, fixed the charter, when the charter was passed, that we we knew there would be a lot of questions, and um, this is one of them. But I would I always defer to this: every square inch of the city is inside the parish. So there's going to be some commingling. There's going to be parish funds. Take the Buchanan Street parking garage, for example. That's a parish entity. There's parish funds that fund it, parish funds that are that are fixing it right now. And uh, But it's right dab in the center, center of the city. But the city, as far as the money goes, just to be clear on maybe the question, there's not one pot of city and parish money that might be used for parish projects. There, well, there, there are city funds also, and, and just being honest here, there are city funds right now that we're looking into that are being used outside the city. And I think that those are questions. That's There's a lot of questions. We're going through every... I, I love this. You I love said, this call. Yeah, you had <laughs> said when if you were elected, that would be one thing that you would be doing. And so is that that's going on now? In, in regards to going through each department? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we, you know, we started with public works, had to break that up. We were moving on to different departments, Parks mm. and Recs, for example. COVID okay. came in. We reevaluate the situation once things settle down. But 
parks and recreation, there's a lot of city funds that are that are either directly or at minimum indirectly uh, affecting the parish. So mm. we just need to get that under control, continue communication with both our councils, and, and our, our chairs mm -hmm. are great about communicating, um, disseminating information between the administration and the respective councils. But great great question. I'm glad you brought it up. What about private? And thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. You know, Rob had talked about last week or the week before about, you know, would there be private entities that would then want to run facilities? Would there be some thought given to a private entity maybe running a park? Um, I wish we had five more hours. I love I love this conversation. <laughs> no, that, and it, but you guys are right. You guys are right. It, it's I think that the theme of this is we must do something different. We cannot continue the same spending habits for sure, and we can't continue the same managerial styles that we've done the last 15, 20 years. It's just it, the situation has changed, so therefore our taxes have to change. But what you're alluding to is a public-private partnership. These work. Take associations, take foundations, for example. A great, a great local example is our local youth athletic associations, uh, CSA, Association at Brown Park, and across our, our city and parish. Uh, we have tons of examples. These organizations raise money. They help implement it. They help our, our rec centers operate. Um, but we need to we need to take that and, and beef it up a little bit. Take that model. You know, there's there. Mm -hmm. So whether it's sponsorship, naming rights, associations, partnerships. We can do something different and achieve better results. Which is why it was so important to spend your money local during the time we were in, because it's a lot of times it is his local businesses that do these sorts of things, that do mm -hmm. the sports teams. And yes. Okay. And continue to shop local. Continue yeah, to shop as shop. much as we can. Yeah. <laughs> buy American, buy Louisiana, buy Lafayette. Okay. A gentleman wants to know about fiber, LUS yeah. fiber. Uh, he referenced it as a boondoggle. Um, I know there have been ongoing discussions about LUS fiber and you know, is it is it doing everything it should be doing? Can it pay for itself? So where are we with that? So I'm I'm so proud of our our director over there at Ellie's Fiber. She has a good good attitude, good mindset. Um, but but we are not doing everything that we can do, and but we're working to get there. And that's and that's an honest assessment. So I, I agree with the tone of that question. Unfortunately, because of a lot of business models in the last ten years, especially with questionable payments from LUS to LUS Fiber. Um, we're stuck in a situation where we're 10 years behind on, on, a, on a business model in the telecommunications market that's in 2020. So we'll get there, and we have the right leadership in place to get there. But there, I agree with the intent of that question. There's, there's a lot of uh, frustrations. I'm, I'm speaking to, to you also as a citizen. Right. You know, okay. and, but we're going to get it straight, and, and it starts off with assessing the situation, knowing where we're at. But it's the, not going to happen like snapping our fingers kind it, of thing? It won't. We're, again, we're, we're literally, literally because of the, the pay, I, I attribute the improper payments from LUS to LUS Fiber as creating complacency in our LUS Fiber uh, department over the last 10 to 10 years, quite mm -hmm. frankly. Okay. And that entrepreneurial spirit, when you have the government paying your over, when you have the government uh, bailing you out, where private sector businesses don't have that, then it creates complacency. You lose that hunger. You lose that innovation side. But again, we have a good leadership in, in there. Kayla's doing a great job at, at uh, LUS Fiber. I know that we're going to continue to build on the successes that we've had here recently and get, get some more accountability for our people. We've only got about a minute and a half left uh, of the show uh, today on Thursday. Thank you to all the callers, yeah. people who email in all week long. Whenever you send it to news at kpl965.com, all we do is move it into a folder that says Lafayette Live. And that way we're ready to go with those questions. So if you think of something and it's the middle of the night, you can email news at kpl965.com. That's the fastest way to get to us if you don't want to call us. And if you don't day. have a question... This is a place for you to let your opinion and, like and your 
Yeah, we, like you Philip. Know, the constitutional Tell the mayor president and, what you think. Yeah. You know? You know? And uh, so that's that's your opportunity uh, every Thursday. And some people don't feel comfortable on the phone. That's OK, too. That's cool. I think that's why we end up getting a lot of email. <laughs> and let's face it, people are trying to work right now. Yep. That's right. That's so right. they're like, I'm going to email them my question. I'm going to wait for my question to come up so I can hear my answer. So we've got some things we're going to follow up on as well, sir. Cool. Thank you for your time. Yeah. Great question. Cool. I'm telling you. I would be surprised because Gerard Park is one of our spots. You know, if you uh-huh. have a kid and you live in Lafayette, like you frequent that place. Yeah. I can't remember when the last time. You got ducks. You got a truck. You got everything. You got court, mm-hmm. Yes. Or some ducks. workout stations. Too. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yes. So we got to find out. This Bring point. your own sanitizer. That's yeah. yeah. Uh, well, BYOS. Anywhere you're going. 755 <laughs> is our time. Sir, thank you so much for your input today and, and sitting with our listeners. Appreciate it. Always an honor to be here. I appreciate what you do. God bless you, and God bless our wonderful community. You too, sir, and thank you. It's coming up on 756 now. It's going to be a sunshiny day today and tomorrow. A high at 86, a low tonight at 65. Leveraging the power of Fox News Radio to cover the big issues that matter to you. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Depend on it. Get the free KPL News app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette. They say it's hate, not heritage. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Protesters in Richmond, Virginia, tear down a statue of the Confederate President Jefferson Davis. A protester's hurt when a Confederate statue falls in Portsmouth, Virginia, part of a monument partially torn down there. And NASCAR announces Confederate flags will not fly at its racetracks anymore. This always protests against racism and police violence continue around the country. At the Capitol. Past Democrats have already put forward the Justice in Policing Act, which does not call for defunding police departments, but does include banning chokeholds and other reforms. Meanwhile, Senate Republicans are working on an alternate bill. It's being led by Senator Tim Scott, and he fired back at claims that he's being, quote, used by Republicans. He said on Twitter, quote, let me get this straight. You don't want the person who has faced racial profiling by police, been pulled over dozens of times, or been speaking out for years drafting this? He also noted that while he is is the only black Republican senator, that there are only two black Democratic senators. Fox's Kristen Fisher. President Trump plans to talk about what the White House calls disparities at a church in Dallas today before his first in-person fundraiser in weeks. The campaign fundraising dinner in Dallas is expected to include about 25 guests for a little over $580,000. Two people can dine with the president and get their picture taken with him. A similar event is planned Saturday at the President's Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey. Trump victory will cover the cost of coronavirus testing for dinner guests, who will also be screened by personnel from the White House Medical Unit. In Washington, John Decker, Fox News. The weekly, un- the weekly unemployment numbers show one and a half million more Americans filing new claims. Still a lot of layoffs, but a tenth straight week of declines. The total number of people who are currently receiving unemployment aid fell slightly as more businesses reopen. America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? 
and make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Miami police say seven people were arrested for vandalizing statues of the explorers Christopher Columbus and Juan Ponce de Leon during a Black Lives Matter protest. They say officers were assaulted and a police car damaged when they arrived. Fewer National Guard troops are deployed to help deal with protest violence. Late last week, 43,000 National Guard troops have been mobilized to help local law enforcement handle civil unrest in the wake of the death of George Floyd. Now the Guard is saying it's cut that number down to just 26,500. A statement from the Guard said the numbers are decreasing as governors assess their needs. The Guard also says some units that had been equipped with riot gear are now transitioned to plain uniforms with medical kits. Many are distributing personal protective gear in several states as the pandemic continues in the U.S. Jill Nato, Fox News. John Prine fans have a chance to hear some of his music and hear from some of his friends tonight. Grammy-winning singer and songwriter John Prine's life and music will be remembered tonight in an online special. The flies from Montgomery. He passed away in April after contracting COVID-19. His family produced the tribute, which includes musical performances and first-person accounts of those who knew him, including Bonnie Raitt, Brandi Carlisle, Jason Isbell, and Bill Murray. Picture Show, a tribute celebrating John Prine, streams tonight at 7.30 Eastern on Prine's YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch channels. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. And the forecast? An approaching cold front will spread rain and thunderstorms along the East Coast today. Most storms will remain below severe limits. However, heavy downpours may cause isolated flooding, especially across the Mid-Atlantic and the Carolinas, as the front will linger as we get into the weekend. Fox meteorologist Janice Dean. I'm Chris Foster. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Right now, 66 degrees here at the Cape Hill Studios. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. Lafayette General Health will be conducting community COVID-19 testing in St. Martin and St. Mary Parishes. Throughout the month of June, now there's one lasting through Wednesday, June 17th. LGH officials will be conducting drive-through testing at the Arnoldville Civic Center. That's at 271 Guidro Street in Arnoldville. It'll be from 8 to 4 each day, and testing is open to Louisiana residents of all ages, even those who may be asymptomatic. Well, state health officials say there's a lot of good news about COVID because hospitalizations are declining. But health experts here in the state do say there are some rising numbers in three regions, the Lake Charles region, the Monroe region, and the Alexandria region. Assistant Health Secretary Alex Biu says those hospitalization numbers suggest there's a consistent and growing amount of community spread. To get admitted, it's not just a matter of having a COVID diagnosis. You have to be deemed by a medical professional ill enough to warrant to be admitted to the hospital. So it really does serve as a somewhat objective measure. And they're finding a number of these new cases are linked to social gatherings. And so what we can see now through contact tracing are clusters that are developing. But no at this rate, there is not a threat to healthcare capacity in those regions. I'm Matt Doyle. 
The Louisiana House has approved a $34 billion spending plan for the fiscal year that starts on July the 1st. The current budget is only $30 billion. Representative Lance Harris says the increase is due to the influx of all that federal money for coronavirus relief. So he is cautioning lawmakers to remember that the state is not going to have this kind of money at the same time next year. We as a body need to get ready for next year. By passing this budget, we're taking one-time money and we're spending it on reoccurring expenses. Now, Harris says 13 months from now that, well, if the current spending levels keep this way, the state would face a $731 million deficit. The extra federal dollars means the state doesn't have to make deep cuts. But ERATH Representative Blake Miguez says he's still very concerned that we're going to need cuts even just a few months from now. So you're saying that if our economic recovery is slowed, then we could see ourselves in a potential situation where we'd have a mid-year shortfall? Now, the budget was stitched together with all those federal funds. So if the state were to see a mid-year revenue shortfall, could that be remedied with another round of help from Washington, D.C.? Well, House Appropriations Chairman Jerome Zarang comments. Our delegation has indicated that there is the potential for that. But in looking at some of the discussions that are coming down, it may, will be very unlikely. The House Governmental Affairs Committee, they argued over a resolution to create a 19-member panel to study policing policies. The legislation referenced the killing of George Floyd as a reason for establishing the study group. One representative, Mike Johnson, took issue with that. If you're asking me what makes me uncomfortable, it's referencing one specific event that happened in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which is not Louisiana. New Orleans representative Royce Duplessis, though, says the response to Floyd's killing has been historic and it's the uh, impetus behind a nationwide interest in policing policy. This is a watershed moment in this country, in this world. I don't believe that it was improper for it to be noted in the resolution because that is what caused the protests. Now, the resolution mentioned the killing of black men by white police officers and questioned the treatment of minorities by law enforcement. Representative Dodie Horton called that racist. This document, unless it's rewritten at the beginning, I've never been more insulted since I've been elected. But the resolution sponsor, Baton Rouge Representative Ted James, says people should instead be insulted by ongoing issues of police brutality. For those of you who are offended by the words, just just look at me and Royce and think about how offended we are by the actions. Now, the resolution ultimately passed the House Governmental Affairs Committee, but was amended to remove any mention of George Floyd. It moves on now to the House floor. During the regular session, lawmakers passed criminal justice reform measures that advocates say will cut down on recidivism. One bill allows parolees to check in with their officers virtually. Pelican Institute CEO Daniel Erspalmer says that this saves parolees from taking off time from work to meet with their parole officers. This allows employer and employee to come together on a smartphone and have a more predictable schedule, check in with the officer and then get back to work. And that was House Bill 77 brought up by Eunice Representative Patrick DeVilliers. Now, another bill, which is Senate Bill 354, requires the Department of Corrections to issue ID cards to people leaving prison. Urs Palmer says the ID is tailor-made to help those recently released to find employment. It lists on that ID any certifications he or she may have gotten during their incarceration, sometimes training in different trades or skills. That's going to help people get a job. Urs Palmer also highlighted a resolution continuing a commission dedicated to studying criminal justice reform as far as funding, too. 
says right now much of the funds come from fines and fees on poor people. Unfortunately, then what happens is you you begin this cycle of incarceration where you can't afford to pay your fine or your fee, and then we end up running debtors' prisons, which we outlawed <laughs> decades ago. Now the commission was first formed in 2019. A study shows that COVID-19 pandemic has put financial pressures on nearly three quarters of the nonprofits in southeast Louisiana. The Greater New Orleans Foundation conducted the research and CEO Andy Complin says the high unemployment rate has put a strain on organizations from both ends. We're delivering more and more food these days through the, the food banks and the food pantries than ever before. And yet, with families out of work, there are fewer resources for donors to help. Now, some organizations are entertaining the idea of mergers to streamline operations. About 23% of them indicated an interest in potentially merging or partnering with other organizations. I'm Kevin Barnhart. New Orleans moving into phase two of economic reopening on Saturday. CEO of New Orleans and Company, the city's convention and visitors bureau, Mark Romig, says... The easing of regulations will increase maximum capacity from 25 to 50 percent at restaurants and museums. Every little bit is going to help to try to revive the economy. Attractions again at 50 percent capacity. The National World War II Museum has returned. The Audubon Zoo is open. And Romig says Bourbon Street will see a little more life as bars that don't have a food permit will be reopening. Bars without food will be permitted to have 25 percent capacity. That's a change and that'll be very helpful to our our bar industry here in the city. The New Orleans staple will not return during the second phase, but Romig says we will eventually see live music again in New Orleans. Indoor live entertainment is not possible, as well as festivals and fairs, music and concert halls. Now, Harris Casino will reopen at 25% capacity this Saturday. It's coming up now on 812, our news update being brought to you by the folks over at Compassion International. Join Compassion and give hope to a family in extreme poverty. Give a $40 one-time gift. Text the word HOPE to 83393. That's HOPE to 83393. Plenty of sunshine out there today. Beautiful weather. In fact, the next really several days actually looking like they're going to be quite quiet. We've got a lot of sunshine coming up. Temperatures are going to be a little more reasonable as well. Not quite as hot as it's been over the last couple of days. We hit up around 86 degrees for your high with winds from the north at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. No heat index that we're going to have to worry about today. And then those lows going to be dropping down to around 65 degrees. Similar forecast coming up again for tomorrow. Very few changes heading into the weekend. Temperatures will bump up just a little bit. We'll be back in the 90s by the end of the weekend and then back to hot humid daily rain type weather by the time we get into early next week. So enjoy this little cool down, I guess, over the next several days. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 70 degrees here at the KPL Studios. Weather brought to you by the Positive Coaching Alliance. If you have questions about youth or high school sports, Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. You can find out more at positivecoach.org. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. Right now, we're getting an all clear, no crashes, no breakdowns to report to you. Make sure you buckle up. Keep it safe out there. Our traffic update brought to you by the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps to save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn.
It is 8.16 now. It is Thursday morning. Why did these end up so short? Mm. I like these. Lo- I like those songs. I don't. I don't know, man. They're Who edited those? Uh, probably this guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anyways, e- e- e. welcome into your pre-Friday. Uh, we always have Lafayette live, and then uh, you know the person who this guy used to used to hold that uh, that time slot, Eddie Thibodeau <laughs> from St. Andrew Crap Stoppers. Good morning. Hey, I'm glad y'all edited it like uh, a little bit longer because it was like, I don't like you. I was like, man. <laughs> 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 so thanks for that little bit of extra editing. Well, you know we love you, man. Little oh, extra. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> All right, so what's going on in St. Landry Parish this week? We are, um, actually, we edited something that I, I love to edit. That is, I mean, uh, uh, produced a segment on uh, sex offenders because... These guys need to listen to the law. They need to register as sex offenders. They need to notify the neighborhoods when they move in so we can keep a track of them. Our sex crimes unit is over 188 sex offenders. Mm. So I like airing these guys because, you know, let's face it, uh, we want to know if they're in our neighborhood so we can keep an extra eye, in which we should always mm-hmm. have our kids keep an extra eye out all the time, not just because you have a... Uh, uh, a postcard in the mail saying there's a sex offender. You should teach your kids, you know, not just when the incidents are happening, but you should tell them this all the time. So uh, we're looking for two. Um, one is Joel Kevin Anderson. He's 56. Uh, and this guy, since 2011, uh, Ohio, Tennessee, and Louisiana, uh, the sex crimes and fade and notification, notify uh, the people, uh, mm-hmm. no ID card. No paying, he's not paying his sex offender fees. So, um, last known address is 832 Durham Alley in Opelousas. You can look at his picture on our Facebook page and also Hilton Adam Malvo, 58, um, arrested five times so far. Uh, man. So, I mean, most of these people are getting served, uh, say they three years in jail, served nine months, good behavior, and then they, they get released. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these guys, sex offenders, child predators, um, I, I think they uh, should have to fill out their, their times and stuff. But, you know, these two, like I said, these two guys have been in and out the system since 2011, 2009, and, and not listening to the law, not obeying the law as, as, as registered and stuff. So we need your help to find these guys. And you know what? Isn't one of these things, I mean, we just saw we had that arrest that happened um, down here where um you know someone with with child pornography and using a website and and it's right. it's crazy because you you see someone burn down a house you have that physical proof of someone killing someone and i think that's what makes these cyber crimes so hard i know you know departments right. just like the St. Landry Parish Sheriff's office have had to kind of carve out new departments mm-hmm. just to deal with this stuff right. because you know you're dealing with someone who's sitting in their house and where this crime is being committed is in this virtual space and, you know, and some people um, say, well, you know, it wasn't a victim. Yeah, there was somewhere as a nine-year-old yeah. forced taking pictures. Even if it's, you know, if they're uh, looking at child pornography, uh, sending it out. No, somewhere is there's a victim. So there is uh, there is a crime. There is a victim somewhere. And you're right. Behind the keyboard, um, you know, uh, we one of the best things I, I believe the sheriff did, and uh, I mean, I got to commend him. We have two officers, um, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, compliance checks. Wow. You, they check on these guys, 188 
the sex offenders, they check on these guys and ladies every day. They do what's it's called compliance checks. Mm-hmm. And they will go to your house. They will make sure that this is your house. You're there. You're following the laws. And these two guys, like I said, man, in and out. I mean, Ohio, Tennessee, Louisiana, on one of them, and five times for not complying with the law. You know, you, you did your stuff. I right, say you got off a little bit for good behavior, but you still got to register and you still have to notify everybody in your neighborhood that you're a sex offender. Yeah, and that's what I think a lot of people would. We talk about it when it comes time for Halloween, but it's like, what about the other 11 months mm. out of the year? Yeah. You know, and, and you, you know, there are so many tools now that you can go online and get yourself to where you register oh. your zip code and your, your address and stuff, right, Eddie? You can get, you can get on our website, slpsheriff.com, the Louisiana State Police website. In fact, if you, and I know y'all covered it, um, during school last year, we had a sex offender, uh, move in with his, mother like a block away and that yeah. rules i mean everybody oh yeah his, man. Tier, his, his crime his they have tier one two and three allowed him to do it but um i mean it had media coverage uh, television everything y'all covered it and um you know i can like i was they were complaining i said listen i got kids that go to that school too you yeah. know i got a seven and eight year old so um yeah um but you're right, Rob, not just on Halloween. Uh, you need to be aware of your kids surrounding all the time. And get on one of our websites, lsp.org or, or St. Landry, uh, slpsheriff.com. Put your address. And I believe it goes in as far as a five-mile radius. So you can see the sexual predators. Now, again, you can see the sexual predators that register. Mm-hmm. So you still got to be aware that maybe some of them are in the neighborhood right. that didn't register. Or That's maybe right. even maybe even not even got caught. Because, like Rob said, behind the keyboard in your yeah. home, you don't know what's going on. And people just, you know, people lie to themselves if they think, oh, they try to tell themselves that's a victimless crime. Because you're right, Eddie. No, it's, it's not. not. It's because not. somewhere a child is being victimized. It's That's right. That's right. Oh, it's a terrible but, scourge. You know, we, um, we've been having society. a little busy week. Yeah. Uh, we, we did a great uh, six-month-long investigation on an uh, embezzlement case. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, funny thing, uh, she purchased a bunch of things on Amazon, and she actually had um, a flag pole and a flag in her front yard. So, uh, no kidding, kind of easy to pass by her house and take a picture. You know, use uh, that as evidence. As some uh, evidence. So, you mean yeah, to tell me so this person, then, uh, this person is alleged to have taken? Of alleged. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. So they alleged to have taken a credit card, and they actually purchased an American flag and a flagpole. Right, and put wow. it in the yard. Wow. And a couple of other things and stuff. And then we have the body we're waiting for. You More know, when we do an autopsy, uh, we do an autopsy from, uh, uh, on someone. You don't get the actual report yet. So we're waiting for the preliminary report from uh, Crayshaw Point for the body. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we kind of been busy. Just, uh, and then we had the four-wheeler fast. We had seven of them, and we recovered. I think we even recovered one yesterday. Wow. Two people for um, – and i got to remind you all, don't just put your four wheelers in the front yard and sink a chain or, or something. You know, out of sight, out of mind. Put it somewhere, uh, chain it up. And even if you put it in the front and put a chain on it, uh, they make this thing called boat cutters. Yeah. And they can pop mm. that. So, you know, just put your property behind you. So it's been a busy week uh, in St. Landry. Uh, sounds like it, sir. Okay, everybody go to the St. Landry Sheriff's Office. 
uh, page and the Crime Stoppers page too. Look for all of the different things that you can share to try to help them solve cases. They can call the Crime Stoppers line. Uh, they can, that's 948 tips or they can download and use the P3 app on their phone. Those are two anonymous ways that people can give info. That's right. Not, it is not, um, I mean, it's totally anonymous. Uh, when you download, hey, when you download an R app in the app store, Download the KPL app also. Oh, get that. Eddie. You got to throw that plug in for That's you. right. Yeah, I like That's it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because it's got a little, when you download the app, when you immediately go to it, there's a little phone. So you can get right into the bat cave over here. <laughs> right. Oh, and it is a bat. For you people that have never went to the studios, it is a bat cave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks, Eddie. Good talking to you, and we'll talk hey, to you next thank week. Thank y'all, man. God bless. God, God bless. God bless y'all for what y'all do for us. You too, man. Thank you. All right. Y'all be safe. You too. Appreciate you. All right. Coming up now on 826. You know, and it really is kind of the bat cave a little bit because there's so many people like super working behind the scenes. I know. But um, we aren't we aren't cool like Batman. Yeah. And we and the lights are turned on. Yeah. Yeah. We well, have a lot you know, of lights. There are a lot of people who are reading glasses around here. We would never be able to have it dark like the bat cave. Rob is the only one with an awesome vehicle. And... Um, we don't we don't wear any rubberized suits. Hey, by the way, no one wants to see that. Speaking of <laughs> Bernie, I would be fine with the rubber. It's the latex you tried to wear that time that I you, said this you, is morning radio. Mm, mm, you and crazy. I hope you put some baby powder in there because that's going to not be pretty when you got to take want that off. Any chafing? Okay. Um, mm. Speaking of cars, yes, Rob's ride of the week is out. Oh, what is it? It is a 2016 yeah. Toyota 4Runner SR5, Ooh. and it is available for you now at the pre-owned center over at Service Ooh. Chevrolet Cadillac. You Look can view me. it. Look at my eyeballs. I'm kind of feeling I think you tempted. would like it, and I'll say this about Y'all it. Y'all better it's, go look at it before I do. It's not too high. I wanted so a 4Runner. Yes, in. I've always wanted one. Okay, my sister well, has one. I'm happen like, to know one. someone. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge, huh? I know. I've heard that they'll make great deals over there. Yep. So you can go see it on our Facebook page so and soon on PayPal965.com. It's kind of like getting Rob's ride. I mean, you go over there and you see, I want Rob's ride. That's and right. I'm like, they're going to show it all to you. That's right. But, okay, 827 now. Mm-hmm. Newstalk 96.5 KPL. We're back with more Acadiana's Morning News after this. I'm Bernadette Lee, and you're listening to News Talk 96.5 KPL. This is Acadiana's home for breaking news and weather. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from KPL96.5.com. KPL News Time coming up now on 832. Now 71 degrees here at KPL. I'm Bernadette Lee. The latest weekly unemployment report is in. There were 1.5 million new claims for unemployment benefits last week. The number is significant, but slightly weaker than economists predicted. In recent months, 44 million people have filed for unemployment benefits. The government says as of two weeks ago, 20.9 million are still receiving those payments. Though the Labor Department reported 2.5 million new jobs created in May, companies are still laying off people in June. Ginny Coselda, Fox News. Well, President Donald Trump is set to hold a roundtable discussion today in Texas amid ongoing calls for police reform. Fox's John Roberts at the White House has more details on the president's visit 
to Texas. Today's roundtable with faith leaders, law enforcement, and business owners will be a listening and discussion session. There won't be any policy announced today, though I am told executive action and legislation from the Senate will be coming soon. Here's Kaylee McEnany from the White House briefing. The president has spent the last 10 days quietly and diligently working on proposals to address the issues that the protesters have raised across the country, legitimate issues. The executive action, probably in the form of an executive order, will be taken at the Department of Justice. Now, on the legislation, it's possible that there could be some crossover with what House Republicans are discussing, discussing like banning chokeholds and independent investigation of police complaints. And the event is going to take place at Gateway Church's campus in North Dallas, a conservative evangelical church led by senior pastor Robert Morris, one of President Trump's outside religious advisors. Outrage over George Floyd's death is reigniting a debate over symbols from the nation's past. Multiple Confederate statues have been torn down after protesters vandalized them. Now, other relics from American history are becoming part of the conversation. Here's Fox's Kevin Cork. A Christopher Columbus statue topples over outside the Minnesota State Capitol. Members of the American Indian movement lassoed and pulled down the statue, a move they say is a step toward healing for the Native American community. It's not just statues coming down. NASCAR announcing a ban on Confederate flags at all its races and venues. The idea was pushed to the forefront by Bubba Wallace, NASCAR's only full-time black driver. It creates doors and allows the community to come together as one. Meanwhile, President Trump rejected calls to rename military bases that honor Confederate commanders. He says his administration will not even consider that idea. Kevin Cork. Fox News. In other headlines, Russia becomes only the third country to count more than half a million coronavirus cases. Russia recording another 8,700 coronavirus infections, taking total cases above 500,000. Russia joining the U.S. and Brazil in passing that mark. But the country's official death rate is comparatively low. Authorities counting just over 6,500 fatalities, a fraction of deaths seen elsewhere. The World Health Organization calling Russia's numbers difficult to understand. The Kremlin denying the data has been manipulated. In London, Simon Owen, Fox News. And cases of the coronavirus on the rise in almost two dozen states. As the U.S. hit two million cases of the coronavirus yesterday, according to Johns Hopkins, some 21 states are seeing infections on the rise, while others are down or leveling off. In Arizona, the number of COVID-19 patients has doubled since May, and health officials are worried, with Banner Health, a major hospital system, warning this month that hospitalizations are increasing and there's been a sharp incline of patients on ventilators. Arizona started easing restrictions in early May. Southern states, including Arkansas, North Carolina, and Florida, are seeing an upward tick in cases. And in South Carolina, there have been nearly a thousand new cases in the last couple of days. In New York, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Our news update brought to you by Overhead Door of Lafayette. They'll work for you. They say trust no one else over your head. You want to have the best, so call Overhead Door of Lafayette. Plenty of sunshine out there today. Beautiful weather. In fact, the next really several days actually looking 
like they're going to be quite quiet. We've got a lot of sunshine coming up. Temperatures are going to be a little more reasonable as well. Not quite as hot as it's been over the last couple of days. We hit up around 86 degrees for your high with winds from the north at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. No heat index that we're going to have to worry about today. And then those lows going to be dropping down to around 65 degrees. Similar forecast coming up again for tomorrow. Very few changes heading into the weekend. Temperatures will bump up just a little bit. We'll be back in the 90s by the end of the weekend and then back to hot, humid, daily rain type weather by the time we get into early next week. So enjoy this little cool down, I guess, over the next several days. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 74 degrees here at the KPL Studios. Home Furniture, our sponsor for today's weather report. Mm -hmm. And Vern, yes. there's something you need to know about me. And Tell this me. may be something you may, and we may what? have come across something you don't know about me. And that is when I have to clean up in my house. Yeah. Okay. You know, my office slash guest bedroom slash TV room, that, that area right <laughs> okay, there. Yeah. Well, ever since COVID-19 started, you know, that's where I worked for six weeks. Yeah. Um, ever since that time, I've just kind of left that room. Things are in its place. Mm -hmm. um, I have stacks of things, places, everything else. Okay. So it's just been a mess. Well, we have some family coming to town next weekend oh. for Father's Day. So I actually had to pick up. So uh -huh. what I did was rearranged. Ah. If I rearrange, yeah. then I'm so ready to see what it looks like rearranged, mm -hmm. I have no problem cleaning. Nice. And that has all been helped by the folks at Home Furniture because I told you I got rid of the bed in there and I now have a sofa bed. Nice. Because the majority of the time it's makes just my so little oasis where I go watch my shows. Yeah. Okay. So that makes total like total sense. So I have everything ready. I moved things mm -hmm. around cuz you know we put the new couch in there but we never really did anything with the room. Right. Now it's great. I can't wait to show you the pictures. Look, if you want to change the look of one room or all the rooms in your house, go to homefern.com, take a look. Go to any of the home furniture locations right here in Acadiana, and you're going to find great deals, including, how about right now, the 75th anniversary sale that's going on. And hey, they're also hiring. Good to know. Good to know. Homefern.com. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. Double checking what's happening in our traffic at this hour. Got a fender bender, East Vermillion at East Penhook. That's East Vermillion at East Penhook. Earlier, low fender bender, South College at Johnston. That's South College at Johnston. This is how we do it. Summer Bob is in the parking lot, and I'm standing Woo! up just so you can see me dancing. Good morning you to you, Bob Carriker. Yeah. What's up? Can you, can you, <laughs> I can't see you dancing. You guys have mirrored. Uh, oh, you're right. Mirrored windows there. Oh, because yes. he was, he was, he was. Uh, that was some good moves. <laughs> this is terrible, Rob teasing me with his dancing. <laughs> well, I mean, the problem was a few years back, the TSA came in here and said, as long as you're going to continue to employ Moon Griffon, you have to have protective glass outside. Ah, okay. So anyway, trust me, it's not to protect me and burn. Uh, so uh, what's Summer Bob up to today? Well, I'm getting ready, actually making plans to become Summer Bob at its very best, which is in the car driving for 13 to 16 hours a day headed towards Montana. Okay, Whoa. I was going to ask because I know you guys love to do the Montana thing and y'all like to take a step back into the you know 19th century and have no power, right. no 
anything. No bathing. Right. Remember when he first started and he actually cared about our show and he yeah. drove like 20 miles just right. to call us? Yeah. I, I bet that's not going to happen this year, Bob, right? Pray like, mm. It is. It will. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. cool. <laughs> so you go to Montana. It's beautiful. Um, you're socially distant for sure. I mean, just right. given where you're going, that's there are plenty, the plenty right. acres. And um and what you just you just relax y'all just veg out y'all just all s'mores all day long you know I don't know if it's relaxing or not there's a lot of fighting that goes on that you know smell <laughs> and people's people's tensions are fairly high but <laughs> but the air is fresh and it's cool yeah um, and there are there are there are rivers of of clean flowing water and so you know you take the you take the good with the bad, That's... and ultimately, I think it's a good place for us all to be. Look, I have Facts to tell you, those things, the, okay. the clean water, you know, because we here, we have, we have, you know, laundry baskets and everything else flowing in our rivers and stuff and all sorts of things people throw in. <laughs> then you, right. you know what? I said laundry baskets. I was being nice. What I meant was grocery baskets. But anyway. Right, right, right. Um, cows. It's weird. But, not cows. Yeah. Cars. There have been what? 40 cars pulled from yeah, there? Crazy. Uh, but you go up, you know, go to, go to some of these areas. I always appreciate like a clean little stream that you can drink out of and you can, mm-hmm. you know, and it's oh, just, God. it's perfect. It's like the most filtered water you could ever have. Yeah. Allegedly. Uh, okay, Rob. So at some point, we need to do a section on uh, Western mining and the arsenic and the oh, mercury great. that's in that water. Ooh. Okay, thanks, Bob, for ruining everything. You ruined him. Yeah, this sorry about that. <laughs> So clean is a relative term. Well, that's what I, I mean. When I say clean, I mean not muddy. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But, okay. Uh, yeah, there there are chemicals in there that you should not be taking directly into your body. Well, mm-hmm. Bob, tell me that after I get back from my trip to Montana, because I was just hoping <laughs> to drink it, bathe in it, everything else. Yeah. You sh- well, you know what? Actually, forget what I just said. You should totally do that. <laughs> that sounds like someone who wants a permanent spot on this show every day, trying to kill me off. All right, Bob. So what are we talking about today in history? All right. So this is, uh, I'm going out on a limb. This is kind of a complicated subject for one man to be doing in his car alone. Okay. Um, but, Strange, so I but okay. Need, I might need some help. But here, all right. So it's, it's, this is a moment um, in 1898. When the Philippines declare their independence, so so this is a good thing. I mean, we we look at nations and people claiming their independence and you know ruling their own, choosing their own destiny um, as a good thing. And so this happens in 1898, but of course it's a little bit more complicated than that, and it becomes a little bit more complicated than that. So I like to do this whole section in my class, and I'm going to do it here for you in about five minutes, right? Okay. And it's this. So how does how do the Philippines come to declare their independence in 1898, in June of 1898? So the United States goes to war against Spain over Spain's oppression of the Cuban people. Okay. So Spain, Spain had been this very successful imperial power, and an imperial power meaning as a government entity, they went out, and they took over other lands, and they took over other people, and they used those for their own benefit. Okay. Spain was very effective at this. They were fairly brutal in their process of doing it. But by the end of the uh, 1800s, Spain's imperial powers and acquisitions were falling by the wayside. Cuba was one of their last, and they repressed the Cuban 
call for independence very brutally, so brutally that the United States chose to get involved. This was at a moment when the United States was in the throes of deciding, would we ever want to become a nation that went out and acquired new lands, or would we reject that because of all of the... The, the the problems that come with it and, and the, the nastiness that comes with it. But we did this over Cuba because of the oppression. Well, Spain also held the Philippines, and the United States, in the process of going to the war against Spain over Cuba, went to war with Spain over the Philippines as well. And we helped the Philippines claim their independence from the Spanish, which they had been attempting to do for a generation. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, in the process of this, the Philippines expected the United States to depart once we had defeated Spain and once the Philippines had declared their independence. They thought this was a great thing. Uh, The United States has liberated us and Spain, the terrible oppressor, is gone. Thank you. And Emilio Aguinaldo, who was the, the Philippine revolutionary you know, leader, said, this is good. Thank you very much. We will see you later. <laughs> Don't forget to write. Oh. But the United States didn't treat it that way. We took the Philippines from Spain as a, a United States territory. And then that ended up leading the Philippine uh independence movement to actually rebel against and attack the united states wow so that was we all had different plans like this is just like every other successful marriage you know everyone went into this thing with a different outcome that they were heading towards i mean it was bound to happen Right, and everybody thinks that everybody has the 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 best intentions of everyone involved um and so what ends up happening it's really it's 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 terrible, but it's also really instructive. Um, the Philippine pushback against the United States starts to look exactly like the Cuban pushback against Spain. Spain. Mm-hmm. And the United States' response to that is much as the Spanish response was to the Cubans. And that is that the United States' response to the Philippine insurrection becomes very brutal. Um, and it's because of the type of war that the Philippine insurrection was able to successfully wage against the United States. And so, as it turns out, in the name of liberating the Philippines and the Philippines declaring their in, in, uh, excuse me their uh, independence, the United States ends up having to send in sixty five thousand troops, and we lose four thousand people um, in the name of holding up the Philippines. And we see maybe 40,000, 60,000 Filipino people die in the process of holding that up as well. So it becomes a complicated world when you, you go to war against Spain to support the independence of people in Cuba and in the Philippines. And then you end up becoming somewhat of the same style of oppressor as you were liberating people from. Oh. Mm. Well, you know that what? And you use that word insurrection, which, you know what? I'm guaranteeing people Googled for the first time in the last couple of weeks because we've been hearing that word used as far as the Insurrection Act goes um, here right. in this country. But, you That's know, true. it's, it's wow. I, I never even knew that side of it, especially with the Philippines. I knew the Spain side with Cuba, but not the, the side with the Philippines. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, and that's that's the thing. You know, when I when I do this whole section in class, we spend a lot of time getting into the Spanish American War over over Cuba, and then I say, and then we went to war, and we actually went to war first with Spain, mm-hmm. halfway around the globe in the Philippines. So when when you decide to get out there and become involved, it becomes complicated. Yep, and that's that's your lesson. Do you want to be involved yeah. or do, do you, you not? Wanna, yeah. Hey, um, that's right. Bob, can I put in a request for next week? Are we? Is this gonna? Are you gonna be? Are you gonna be in Montana next week and not talking to us? No, I will be here. And if you're gonna let me back in the studio, I'm gonna show up. You're with, gonna cancel uh, your trip? Confetti cannons. <laughs> confetti cannons. <laughs> oh, confetti no cannons. Okay. <laughs> so I want to put in a request because, every, you know, we are at the situation right now, kind of at this crossroads in our country's history, where we're back talking about Confederate monuments, and this is one of those things that comes and goes, comes and goes, and then. Right. Christopher Columbus is looped in on it, too, now. And so I don't think a lot of people understand why or what the history is, why some people view him as a divisive figure. We don't have time to talk about it right now, but I think the issue will still be white hot next week and people will still be talking about it. So can we talk about Christopher Columbus? Yes. Okay. I appreciate that. (laughs) I mean, you you don't really sound excited about it, but I am going to say you're going to use the next seven days to... To think about it, maybe. Oh no, I've, I've got it. If okay. you want to do it right now, we can go, Rob. We just well, don't have time. We just right don't have now. time. It's Listen a little. Trust me. He's saying. I mean, he's we can call the look. mayor president and cancel him, so we can continue this. But we have people that have questions to ask. He almost feels like you called him out a bit, Rob. <laughs> All right. So next week, Christopher Columbus and why he is a divisive figure for a lot of people in this country. Okay, Bob so Carriker. Thanks so much for your time. All right. We'll all see right. you next week. Okay, let's, let's, we will. button that extra button up yeah. for me, buddy, all Don't right? get wild out there. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> Bye. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. One of the biggest, in a lot of ways, uh, losers in 2018 was Stacey Abrams. She wanted to be governor of Georgia. She was endorsed by big celebrities, including the Oprah. Money poured into her campaign. She was supposed to win, but she lost. And then she played the victim card. She went around complaining the only reason she lost was due to voter suppression. Well, Stacey Abrams, the loser, now raising her hand. She wants to be Biden's running mate. So she'll say anything to get old Joe to glance her way. She's telling the world that Biden's charming gregariousness is not fake because he genuinely loves people. Another woman raising her hand is Focahontas. Senator Elizabeth Warren went on a little watched cable show to announce that she wants to be Joe's number one gal. She says that she and old Joe both want the same things for America, which is a laugh because she slammed Biden about everything before she dropped out. Other uh, other babes, other women raising their hands include Governor Gretchen Whitmer, whose over-the-top lockdown of Michigan's meant to show what an iron fist she has. Kamala Harris and Amy Klobuchar also out there waving to Joe, hoping to be noticed. Maybe for the first time in his life, Joe Biden is a true ladies' man. The only question is, will he remember any of their names by the time he has to choose one of them? See,
CBD getting a lot of attention these days. Level Select CBD is a brand to watch from Cadenwood, the trusted leader in CBD. Their sports creams and roll-ons are great for pro athletes, amateurs, anybody trying to keep active. No matter what activity you engage in, you could use the relief Level Select CBD provides. Retired athletes like Steve Garvey and Carson Palmer use it every day. And now... PGA Tour champion Ricky Fowler has made Level Select CBD his brand of choice, too. They use it because it works, folks. Independently tested, 0% THC made in the USA. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com, use the promo code CBD25 for 25% off any of their full line of CBD products. That's LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code CBD25, or dial pound 250 on your cell phone, say Level Select, and this offer will be sent right to your phone. You will have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from Level For coronavirus updates around the clock and breaking news first, download the KPL News app. It's free in the App Store and Google Play. And when you're there, click the COVID-19 button for the latest coverage from KPEL News. Get the latest headlines online anytime with the KPEL News app. Download it for free in the App Store and Google Play. KPEL FM, Brobridge, Lafayette. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the KPEL News app. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center. 74 degrees here at KPEL. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. Weekly deaths from coronavirus in the U.S. are down for the sixth week in a row, but health experts do remain concerned as several states have seen a spike in the number of cases. Fox's Jeff Paul in Los Angeles, California, has more details. In Arizona, officials have seen new highs with the testing positivity rate above 12 percent and an additional 1,500 plus cases. The Carolinas, Utah and Arkansas are also now considered hot spot states. Now, Johns Hopkins University predicts 100,000 more deaths linked to the virus by September. And beyond the U.S., the virus continues to cause havoc around the globe. A United Nations economic group says the world right now is going through the deepest recession since the 1930s Great Depression, adding the global economy could shrink by 6% this year. Doctors at the World Health Organization say at this point, by no means is this over. Now, the U.S. has passed 2 million confirmed cases of the coronavirus. Now, our state here in Louisiana has seen declining COVID-19 hospitalization numbers, but... Health officials are concerned because they are seeing a rising number in hospitalizations of COVID-19 cases in Lake Charles, Monroe, and also Alexandria. Assistant Health Secretary Alex Biu says those hospitalization numbers suggest there's a consistent and growing amount of community spread. To get admitted, it's not just a matter of having a COVID diagnosis. You have to be deemed by a medical professional ill enough to warrant to be admitted to the hospital. So it really does serve as a somewhat objective measure. And they're finding a number of these new cases are linked to social gatherings. And so what we can see now through contact tracing are clusters that are developing. But notes at this rate, there is not a threat to healthcare capacity in those regions. I'm Matt Doyle. Well, today, President Trump is set to hold a roundtable discussion in Texas amid ongoing calls for police reform. Fox's John Roberts at the White House has more details on the president's trip today. Today's roundtable with faith leaders, law enforcement, and business owners will be a listening and discussion session. There won't be any policy announced today, though I am told executive action and legislation from the Senate will be coming soon. Here's Kaylee McEnany from the White House briefing. 
The president has spent the last 10 days quietly and diligently working on proposals to address the issues that the protesters have raised across the country, legitimate issues. The executive action, probably in the form of an executive order, will be taken at the Department of Justice. Now, on the legislation, it's possible that there could be some crossover with what House Republicans are discussing, like banning chokeholds and independent investigation of police complaints. Now, here in Louisiana, a resolution calling for more study into policing practices led to a tense argument in a House committee. The resolution mentions the killing of George Floyd and the deaths of black men at the hands of white police officers as some of the reasons why a study group needs to be formed to analyze policing policy. Houghton Representative Dodie Horton called that offensive. I've never been seen a more racist document than the one you brought. But bill sponsor Baton Rouge Representative Ted James countered. For those of you who are offended by the words, just, just look at me and Royce and think about how offended we are by the actions. The resolution was ultimately amended to remove Floyd's name and past. I'm Matt Doyle. Sunny skies out there today. Nice, clear conditions after that front made its way through yesterday. Going to be a little bit drier outside as well. Temperatures only get up to around 86 later this afternoon with winds from the north at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Overnight lows going to be dropping down into the mid-60s. And then we'll do it all over again for tomorrow. A slight uptick in temperatures by the weekend and a return of daily rain chances by next week. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. And now we're up to 76 degrees. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. We have a fender bender on Pinhook. It's between Sage Glen and Amar. That's on Pinhook between Sage Glen and Amar. A little bit earlier, a fender bender East Vermilion and East Pinhook. It's East Vermilion and East Pinhook. And a half an hour ago, Lafayette Police reporting a fender bender. South College at Johnston 